0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit
1: it.
2: Just so you understand, you know we talk about cancel culture. The biggest thing that they want canceled is they don't want you talking about the election that just took place. Because they say, Holy shit, they caught us. Remember, I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one trying to save American democracy. I'm trying to save it. So working together, we will make America powerful again. Thank you. Thank you. The whole country is watching. The whole country is watching what you have done. Thank you. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much. Thank you
3: here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway at Lakeview Elementary School to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting so at lunch I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down he said it's not coming down I was like yeah it is because the school board said on May 25th no BLM or politics in school he said that's weird they were the one who they were the ones who made them I was stunned When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Waltz just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color of their skin. I, I don't really care what color their hair, skin, or eyes is. I judge by the content or the way they treat me. MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian, Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh. Some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous.
4: This is Lou Benninger. You're listening to No Hostages Radio. And we're up here in Northern California, and it's smoking outside. And I just saw that for days, it's going to be over 100 degrees. So all you that fled California for other states, I hope it's a little cooler. Actually, the odd thing about California, if you're in the Central Valley, it gets really hot. But you can drive just two and a half hours west to the coast, and you can drop 40 degrees. It's a it's a shocking thing. So uh, happy to have you on board here today at No Hostages Radio. We are going to be here for six 20-minute segments separated by some, some clips, educational clips, if you're new to this. So uh, <clears throat> we'll uh, take a break every once in a while so I can wet my whistle, as they say, and uh, maybe you can too, but but actually, your show will go on. I'm just recording this in six segments. And then a friend of mine, Tanner Martis, who helped me get on get on podcasts and uh, who operates out of Texas. I'm here in Northern California. The miracle of modern technology is he can come and be a part of this when he wants to and do his part. And it makes it sound really nice. Uh, so thank you very much, Tanner Martis. And uh so d- let me just explain a few things. If you want to get a hold of me, that's really easy. Uh, you just uh can go on email if you wish at Lou L O U at No dot com. Again, Lou at No dot com and that website no dot com is also where we park uh these uh webcasts uh, or podcasts, uh, as well as on the podcast source, your your common podcast source. But you could get go back as far as you wanted if you were curious. And we also put some articles that I write. Uh, I used to write them for the newspaper, uh, but now I just write them and post them on the website and also on a Facebook page called Live with Lou. So you might be interested in some of that. A lot of it is local related. But uh, also, there's some extra. I just wrote an article about the uh, new appointee for the Bureau of Land Management, who is an eco-terrorist. And so you might be interested in that if you've been uh, following that at all. So uh, let's see. What else do I want to say? You can also check me out uh, if you're up in Northern California and around the Yuba-Sutter counties area. We're doing a live show on Saturdays uh, from 10 to noon and uh, unfortunately, that's not on the Internet yet, um, but it it I actually I don't even shouldn't give it a time limit. I just don't know when it's going to get there. The station was burned down. Now it's being rebuilt and it's just slow getting all the parts working again. So but if you want to if you have an old school radio, you can listen to me live. Some of the information that I, I use on the live show, uh, I also speak about here. Uh, we, we record this a couple of days ahead of time, but it's available on the internet uh, on uh, Saturday morning, about the time that the uh, the other show goes. So this will be up on July 31st, and it is episode number 122. So usually at the beginning, I, I like to give some up-and-coming events, and I think there'll be some fresh events maybe by next week. But uh, the big event is September 14 there's going to be a recall election of our governor in California Governor Gavin Newsom and uh you can register to vote for that and I think I I think you have up until almost the end of August or around there to register to vote you can register to vote um, right now uh, even if you're according to the Secretary of State's website if you're 16 or 17 years of age you can register to vote and then when you're Age When you finally make 18, you're all ready to go. You're already registered. So uh, if you're going to be 18 before the election, <clears throat> you can vote now uh, for this r- special recall election. Again, it's just going to be to, to a question going to be posed to the electorate. Do you want to recall the governor? Yes or no? And uh, everybody gets to vote on that. And so if the yeses prevail, then the second question down below will be if the if the uh the recall is successful who would you like to serve in the governor's place until the end of his term which is in 2022 then you get to vote for someone down there and uh so there's a uh, there's still some people entering the race they have a few more days i think to enter the race and so you can check that out uh there's a guy up here I keep reading where uh, Larry Elder, who is the radio's talk show host and a conservative. I didn't even know he lived in California, but he's running. And uh, the polls, if you want to believe the polls, I honestly, I don't believe much anymore. I don't have trust in much anymore. But the polls say he's is leading. Kevin Kiley is the assemblyman um, from the... Uh, East of Sacramento, up in the Rockland and uh, El Dorado County area, Placer County, El Dorado County, I think, and uh, he is running against Newsom, and he's the one that wrote a book about the corruption of of a tyrant Newsom during the uh, COVID crisis. And um, at least it was the the illness wasn't a, wasn't a crisis, but the way the government handled it certainly they made a crisis out of nothing. So. Um, uh, Kevin Kiley is the the assemblyman who led the way to file a lawsuit against Governor Newsom to stop him from ignoring the constitutional procedures where the Senate and the assembly helped the governor manage the, uh, the government of California, manage the business of California. And the governor took advantage by creating the crisis and describing the crisis and calling it an emergency that you could just say well that nullifies the uh the constitution of California which it does not but he got away with it for months before no other uh none of his own party would oppose him Uh, but Kevin Kiley, who is not of the Democrats, opposed him along with James Gallagher, who represents the Yuba-Sutter area up here in Northern California as well. So they prevailed against the governor. So Kiley is one of the more uh, well-known guys, although Larry Elder, I'm sure, is actually more well-known throughout California because of his talk show uh, work for for decades, actually. Uh, I want to mention... uh, that Chris Ann Hall, uh, she's a constitutional attorney, and you can go to her website. If your kids need to know about the Constitution, they could sign up for her schooling there. Her Her website is chrisannhall.com, but it's K-I-R K-R-I-S Chris, K-R-I-S, Ann, A-N-N-E, Hall, common spelling, chrisannhall, one word, dot com. You can go there, and you can sign up for her free um, downloads to your email to your facebook site to a lot of things, and you can actually go on and and uh for a small charge tap into her education on the constitution, which uh they will be way 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 ahead of anybody in uh their school system whatever school system they've they they are going to end up in uh, she she doesn 't she just doesn 't talk about Dates and places, she really talks about people you've never heard of in history that were in involved in the forming of this country, philosophy of this country, but never really got recognized um, but she really makes history come alive. i've seen her in person many times and and so check it out but i the reason I bring it up today is that she has uh, on her website no trespassing signs. And a document to present to government uh, authorities, government employees coming on your property without your permission. Now, the reason this is even an issue is there's all this talk about people going door to door from the government, even though they aren't law enforcement and uh, and even though they're not necessarily medical people trying to get you to take the vaccine. And you just simply have to post this trespassing sign, and then there's a document that you once you get the people's name at your front door and if they hesitate to leave, you just add their name on the sheet and serve them with it right there, and you can have them arrested so you can uh, print that off right off her website. there's no charge for it it's in it's uh Chris Ann Hall was a prosecuting attorney for the state of Florida for many years. And she is an expert in the constitutional in constitutional law. So no trespassing signs and the document to present to the government coming on your property. The website is Chris K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-Hall H A H A W L dot com. Chris Ann Hall. <clears throat> she is a great what I like about her is that she comes on every day and talks about current events in light of the Constitution and it doesn't make any she doesn't hold any hostages she in other words if it's a republican or a conservative that that is violating the constitution she calls everybody out uh, because the constitution is really our uh our life raft so i want to mention uh this week in northern california for those that haven't been here for a while or don't live here is uh, we got up i got up and i smelled smoke i smelled smoke during the night and uh When I got up, uh, it was blue out. I mean, not blue sky, but you could not see across the valley. And a good day in California, when you're in the Central Valley, Sacramento Valley up here, you can look towards the west and you can see the coast range over which, if you could look over the top of them, is the Pacific Ocean. And if you turn around and look to the east you can see the Sierra Nevada mountain range over, which is the state of Nevada. So that's a real clear day in in Northern California. But in this day, it was so thick with smoke that you couldn't see what we call the Sutter Buttes, which from my house is just probably 15 miles. And it was, you could, uh, you couldn't see hardly across the street. I mean, you could see across the street, but it was very, very fuzzy. Anyway, the point is that California is burning once again and it 's been burning every year every year every year now being a being a native of California, born and raised here, I have never seen anything like this in my life. Uh, I have never seen forest fires become holocaust fires, become horrific fires, become infernos uh, back when uh, we were growing up, they harvested lumber, they harvested logs, they harvested trees out of the forest, not they didn 't strip strip the forest they Picked and chose uh, trees that they wanted to take out. They cleaned out the brush underneath. Uh, and so it's kind of like around town here when we have vacant lots and, and, and around the city, they make you mow the lots down or weed eat the lots down. So if the fire starts, somebody throws a cigarette out and it catches a fire, it doesn't have any fuel to burn. So we manage the keeping the city or the rural areas from burning down by... By keeping the fuel down, so what the environmentalists have said is that the the uh, people are invaders, human beings instead of God creating humans and giving them to the Earth to manage. That the uh, the environmentalists do not believe in God; they believe that uh, we evolved here, and so that human beings actually have become a pest. And the people that have a right here are all the critters and the bugs and all the uh, creatures and that we should leave everything uh in its natural pure undisturbed form and just let it happen. And the problem with that is is that if you've ever like in my house I have a small yard here and if I don't trim back the shrubs, if I don't trim back and and uh, clip things and and shape things and cut things, it grows into a massive uh fuel uh pile. Uh, branches and leaves and if a fire were to start it it would uh, get out of control here same thing happens in our forests and so what's happened is it really isn't complicated at all the very creatures that the environmentalists claim that are so precious to them actually are destroyed uh, when the inferno gets so incredibly uh, hot and it just is explosive nothing can survive it no animal no no uh no bird nothing could out uh distance these quick moving infernos because the amount of fuel on the ground in the forest and the amount of diseased trees and dead trees are so amazing that it it simply destroys hundreds of thousands of acres and it used to be uh we used to have these watch towers or, or lookouts i think they would call them they were high, built high on these frames, and they were like almost like a lighthouse, but they watched. You had people sitting up there around the clock, and they watched for any trace of smoke, and as soon as they spotted it, they could tell uh, by these um, different... Uh, devices and stuff. Exactly how many miles, and they could pinpoint it for the fire departments, and they'd rush out there on, on uh, logging trails and put out the fire, and it wouldn't get to be a forest fire. Now they don't have that anymore, and they just let them start and burn. So I wanted—I said all that to say this: when you hear the the green the green people and the environmentalists, and they don't want any cars, and they don't want any fossil fuel, and they don't want this and want that, it's a lie. And none of it makes any sense. Green energy doesn't work, and it actually costs more. And in, in, um, it, it's a bigger carbon footprint than fossil fuels. And the mining it takes to make green cars, electric cars, is more than it takes to make fossil fuel cars. So let me just give you a figure to, to think about. If you want to write this down, you can. It, in 2019 and 2020... The fiscal year 2019 to 20, so I'm assuming that's June, July 1, 2019 to June 30, 2020. In that one fiscal year, they call it, California fires released an estimated 110 million metric tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. That's that's the uh, that's what you get for allowing forests to grow uncontrolled and unmanaged and then catch fire and just let them burn. 112 million metric tons of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere. That's what I was seeing. I was seeing the smoke of it. Carbon dioxide is invisible. But there's all kinds of pollutants that are coming off those forests. So I want you to compare 112 million metric tons of carbon dioxide in one 12-month period in California because of mismanagement or no management of forests. The carbon equivalent, that's the carbon equivalent of 25.4 million cars, or that's the equivalent of adding 25.4 more million cars to California roads you got it so that amount of me- 212 million metric tons is the equivalent of adding 25.4 million more cars to California roads now when you hear them say uh, we don't want to build any more freeways because we don't want to have any more fossil fuel cars or we don't want to have this and what if they really wanted to save the the problem isn't cars anymore at one time, it may have been some sort of con- cont- contributor. But the fact is, today, the exhaust from cars is minimally filthy. How often do you ever see what I call an egregious, smoggy car going down where it's smoking out the back? They, you just don't see it anymore. So what you have today, even though we're doing smog tests on every car in California every two years, you got to go in and get a smog test done. It's totally a, it's a corrupt industry uh back in the day maybe 40 years ago 30 years ago that made some sense today it was it's nonsense the cars the cars burn fuel so clean the real issue is allowing forests to just burn but the eco terrorists like the lady that is being considered to be the leader of the Bureau of Land Management and hates human beings thinks they're parasites she wants she is excited when you're in houses burn that that are up in the foothills or in the forest she's excited because she believes people are are uh, trespassing on these virtuous places crazy it's crazy thinking and it's destructive thinking now I want to give you another example we're almost done with our first uh, 20 minute segment but there's a gym owner back in New Jersey, who refused to quit. And they went and they barricaded him. They tried to arrest him. I think they did arrest him. He He's had a major fight in New Jersey. It's a criminal state. It's a Nazi state back there. And this gym owner, his name is Ian Smith. He refused to close. And so he shares this. Everything the government is doing right now is designed to make you fat, stupid, depressed, Lazy and reliant on crumbs, they wipe off their plates. Health replaced was replaced by pharmaceuticals. Education was replaced by pro- programming. Hard work was replaced by handouts. These people hate you. That's Ian Smith. That is a truth. That's a truism. You can take that to the bank, as they used to say. In other words, it's worth something. They want you to be fat, stupid, depressed lazy and reliant on whatever the government gives you as leftovers or scraps health replaced pharmaceuticals replaced by pharmaceuticals education replaced by programming hard work was replaced by handouts that's why you need to get your kids out of the public education system we will be right back
2: stop you crying
5: Narcissism and hypocrisy. What else would you expect from a politician? Meet Congressman Eric Swalwell. He's the guy on the House Intel Committee that got worked by a Chinese spy and had meetings with a group tied to terrorists. He preaches humility, yet spends thousands of donor dollars on his lavish lifestyle. Instead of writing legislation, he's swallowing $100 sushi rolls and expensive Chianti. Politicians are not for the people. They're using the people. They want the finer things in life, but never on their own dime. And that's the way they think everybody else should live. Swalwell prides himself on coming from the humblest of beginnings. His dad was a police chief, and his mom was just an administrative assistant. But he grew up in Dublin, California, which was ranked the seventh best place to live in the entire country in 2018 by Money Mag. Now, he wants you to think he's a man of the poor, and being a Democrat, if you vote for him, you'll get free stuff but he's the one getting the free stuff. You get nothing but the bill. So we obtained his campaign's 2021 second quarter FEC records and boy, does this guy like to live high on the hog. Thousands and thousands of dollars spent on fine dining, limos, luxury hotels. Now not a single dollar came from his pocket. It all came from donors and corporate lobbyists. And the next day, he goes on TV and screams corruption and big money needs to get out of politics.
6: We need a popular voting rights act signed into law. It would also uh, get rid of dirty money and dirty politics. Uh, I'm sorry, dirty money and dirty maps uh, that are gerrymandered. It's widely popular because it's seen as anti-corruption and you know pro-transparency. Just because Donald Trump is gone does not mean that corruption and racism and misogyny and bigotry are gone. Corruption manifests itself in others uh, in government right now and next time they may not you know be so patient to wait for an investigation back to his mega spending now just in the last
5: three months his campaign spent more than twenty six thousand dollars on luxury hotels now twenty grand of that went to a hotel his wife was involved with the ritz carlton at half moon bay it's around thousand dollars a night much better than sleeping in your own home and of course you got to wake up and play 18 overlooking the pacific and since April, he's spent more than $10,000 on limousine rides and luxuries car services. Ever heard of Uber? Why does he need a limo anyway? He doesn't need the legroom. Not a tall guy. He's also spent thousands on alcohol with his campaign funds. 500 bucks from alcohol delivery service Drizzly, $1,200 from Capitol Hill Wine and Spirits, and $4,400 at just two California wineries just in one day. Campaign-related? He won't answer. He spent $1,000 on flowers. How romantic. Swalwell's starving, apparently. He spent more than $7,000 at steakhouses and other luxury restaurants. One
7: minute to the gentlelady, freshman from uh, Silt, Colorado, Ms. Boebert. Well, I recognize the gentlelady from Colorado uh, for one minute.
8: Thank you, Mr. Womack, and thank you, Madam Speaker. I rise today frustrated and dismayed because Congress continues to act as the Speaker's House rather than the People's House. Debate has been silenced and bipartisan amendments have been rejected for political reasons. I myself submitted 80 amendments to this bill, and not a single one was made in order. This includes three amendments redirecting federal funds from bureaucrats to fight wildfires that are burning down the West. Forget voting on these common sense amendments. Democrats won't even allow debate on them. I also filed three amendments to reallocate resources to help combat drought in the West. All ignored, and all debate was refused. How about the amendments re- redirecting resources to improve veterans' mental health? Ignored. You know why the American people like Congress less than cockroaches, root canals, and nickelback? Because of political garbage like this. Speaker Pelosi has silenced my constituents and the American people once again. And I yield back.
0: Gentleman's time has expired. Gentlemen from Arkansas.
4: Segment two, I wanted to read you something that Kevin Kiley, candidate for governor, wrote. He said, teachers unions, teachers union is the most powerful union in the state of California. And I believe it may be the most powerful union in the state, in the United States of America. The teachers unions, in fact, I'm going to read you something from a teacher that's pretty shocking in a minute. Kevin Kidley said the teachers' unions just funneled into Gavin Newsom's campaign another $2.1 million. Do you think they're interested in Gavin Newsom being the governor again? So um, he said it's unclear if this is a bonus payment for last year's shutdown or prepayment for the one to come. Now, there's already talk about shutting down the schools once again, the L.A. health officer. Did, did you notice how health officers are just the most ugly women you ever saw in your life? I'm telling you what. You know, intelligence just doesn't have to come with being homely. But there are some ugly health officers out there, some weird looking health officers. And uh, the health officer in L.A., Los Angeles, said if one person, if they get one more COVID positive person, they're shutting down the entire school system. Now, that sounds like an insane person to me. So... When you think about it, all you in California paid your property taxes last year. And a huge, the the greatest percentage, the lion's share, the greatest percentage of the property taxes in California go to education by, by state mandate. Do you realize that the kids didn't go to school last year? And the teachers didn't go to the classroom every day? But everybody got paid in the system. But kids didn't get, it's like you going into your restaurant, take your family, and they you pay in advance. You know how some restaurants you order, and you walk through, and you pay, and then they bring you your food. And uh, other places you pay after. But this is, I want you to just imagine you pay ahead of time. There's a number of restaurants I go to where you order, pay, and then you sit down, and they bring your food. I want you to imagine where you do that, but they don't bring you your food. They just tell you, okay, well, we're closing now so you can go home. That's exactly what happened to our kids last year. many of of them uh, got on drugs, many of them took their own lives uh it was totally destructive and the teachers union is has never been about kids the The leaders of the teachers union are communists and and that isn't something I just figured out that is something that teachers who have worked their way up into the union and thought, Oh, I'm a teacher. I want to, I want to be a part of the union. I want to be a part, you know, I want to get involved and they got involved and they weren't, they weren't communists and they got up involved in it and they thought, Hey, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. These people are actual communists. And so uh, that's what's going on here in California and they don't care about kids. You could watch their, if you watch their live stream, conferences or you watch any of their speeches on YouTube they are not talking about what we can do to be better for kids they're talking about uh, what 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 can be done to be better for uh, the union let me just uh, jump here this is from a lady her she's a teacher her name is Amy Beth and she says hello to those of you that are public school teachers, I strongly urge you to opt out of the union if you want to see a change in our public school system. I know because I'm a public school teacher and I opted out. The union CTA, that's a California Teachers Association, is run by Neo Marxists. If you don't believe me, spend some time reading through their website in depth. If you opt out of the union, CTA must still negotiate on your ha- behalf by law. CTA wants you to believe that you need them. You don't. CTA, now I want you to think about this CTA takes $120, not per year, per paycheck. The majority of it goes to CTA. About $20 goes to the NEA or the National Education Association. And what's left goes over to your local union. Teachers fund the union, F-U-N-D, the union. The union funds, campaigns, and greases the hands of politicians like Gavin Newsom with our money. The politicians in turn do what the union pressures them to do. California Teachers Association has become just too powerful. You can still donate to your local union if you so choose. I teach because I love children and I want to help them flourish in life. My job is to teach them the facts, teach them how to be kind, keep them safe, and love them. Religion, politics, etc., are up to the parents to teach. If you still want liability protection there, there are other options that will cost you less than $100 per paycheck. For $20 a month, I have a $2 million liability coverage. California Teachers Association only offers $1 million. And then she gives the website here. Use the website to generate an opt-out letter. I'll give you the website in a minute if you want to write it down. Use the website to generate an opt-out letter. I printed mine out, signed it, scanned it, and emailed it to both my local union president and the HR department for good, that's over school, for good measure. It took about a month for the union's dues to stop coming out of my check. Important, opting out of CTA does not affect your medical or dental insurance because those are supplied by the school district. So I'm going to give you the website, If you're interested in opting out, uh, the website is for kids, it's all one word, for kids and country, all one word, all full, spell out the words, for kidsandcountry.org backslash teacher hyphen freedom. Okay, let me do it once more. For kids... This is forkidsandcountry.org backslash teacher hyphen freedom. So that's the website she says to generate an opt out letter. She said, I printed mine out, signed it, scanned it, and emailed it to both my local union and president and the HR department for good and measure. So maybe that's the HR part, department of your union, but I would just, you could send it to everybody, all the leaders, just to let everybody know this is what you're going to do. So I just wanted to move. If it's going to take everybody to make a move here. Now I've, I'm getting calls every week now from people wanting to get out of school. Some people just moved back to the town here from, from, uh, for Yuba city from Las Vegas. And, uh, they have four little children and they, the mom called me and said, Lou, I don't, my dad listens to you from up in Washington. He said, get a hold of Lou and he'll help you. So she called and she said, Lou, I don't want my kids to be vaxxed and I need to be able to get into school. So we talked about that. People are scrambling around. I told her, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a parent today and your, your most precious part of your life. You're sending them off to these unsafe places where they're going to teach them about all kinds of sexually weird stuff. And they're going to manipulate them and play games with them about, accuse them of being a little white racist and all that kind of stuff. And so we had a great talk about school alternatives and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, about how to deal with this vaccination situation, pretty freaky times, but there's thousands of parents, even in our local area here, uh, which isn't a, a big area it's i mean in terms of population but people are panicking because of the school system i heard a janitor in one of the school systems commented to uh, someone the other day that uh, they're having trouble getting teachers to staff all the classes i i'm really going to be fascinated with how many kids actually show up for public school this year it's going to be very interesting so uh, already the public schools are mandating that all teachers, you know, we're hearing right now, every week, you know, people are saying, well, what should we do here and what should we do there? I said, well, actually, every week it's changing, isn't it? Right? One day you're not having to wear a mask, and the next day they're insisting, I mean, you don't have to wear a mask anytime, but you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And for me, it's worth it. I haven't worn a mask the whole time, except getting on a couple plane flights. So, uh, but. The rules are changing every single day. So all of a sudden now it's mandated. Uh, Again, these aren't laws. A mandate is not a law. When it says the Department of Justice interprets the law to say such and such, that is still not a law. That's just an opinion about about some—it's kind of like when they finally, after hundreds of years, they found the permission to kill a baby in the mother's womb in the Constitution— It's not in the Constitution. They just made it up. So again, say you say, well, so what? Then what do we do? And I say, well, that's a big problem. What do we do? So one of the easiest thing to do is withdraw your kids because you've got a big fight on your hands. If you don't have any money, you don't have time, and you don't want to pull your kids out of school and not have them do anything, pull your kids out, get them in a charter school, get them in a home school, get them in a religious private school, and uh, move on where you're not going to have to deal with masks, you're not going to have to deal with um, vaccinations. And, uh, you know, everybody's kind of doing a what-if right now. Listen, folks, just take it a week at a time and be thankful for the grace of God in your life and that you made it through that week because there's going to be challenges every single week. The greatest thing we could do in our local area is to replace politicians that have... uh, been helpful to the government to cause us a lot of problems. So uh, that would be replace your supervisors. I would replace any supervisor that's been in office during COVID. None of them have been helpful, not one. Uh, I would would replace your county office, county administrators uh, as well. Uh, Those are elected officials. I would replace your, uh, we need to replace our county health official. And we're working on that with Dr. Lou, we have a petition we're going to be submitting with over a thousand signatures of people from the counties here wanting her out of office. She is not, she has nothing to do with health. She's a political hack. She's just like a communist comrade. That's what she is. And so, uh, so anyway, uh, everybody is having to make moves because the, the, the school system's supposed to be starting up here in August. Now, if if in Marysville Joint Unified, they say if you don't, if the teacher does not get the vaccination, which it is not a vaccination, it's a gene modification therapy. It has nothing to do with stopping COVID because you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. You still have to wash your hands. That means you can get COVID and you can you can give COVID even with the vaccine with with the inoculation, I should say. So I think in L.A. area. Uh, the people that have taken the shot, 25% of them have, have again, gotten sick with, with what we call COVID, they claim. Uh, that That is not uh, an inoculation that is working, folks. Uh, this this shot has nothing to do with COVID. All this we've been through with all this hullabaloo, fighting over masks, shutting down businesses, uh, shutting down schools, doing this, harassing you, telling you you're non-essential, mocking you. Telling you, you know, you losing your business, etc. All that is to create such a psychological panic in our country that we would take any jab they want to put in us as, to get back to normal. And it's working for a lot of people, but the majority of people still haven't uh, bowed their knee to the, to the shot. A lot of people have. They think, because remember that they promise you can get back to normal and freedom if you'll take the jab. But then they changed. As soon as they promise one thing, they hang the carrot out there. As soon as you get close to it, they pull the carrot away, and they change all the rules again. This is psychological manipulation. This is this is psychological warfare. It's bioterrorism. It's injecting people with chemicals that are harmful to your body and are going to destroy you. Some people, tens of thousands, have already died. Tens of thousands ha- have—and uh, I have lists of them and testimonies here on my computer. I don't know whether we'll get to them—have been damaged by the—they're uh, they're, they're goofed. Their system is not working. Their immune system is freaking out. They have all kinds of things. They've had brain aneurysms. They've had swelling of the brain. They've had inflammation around the heart. They've had heart attacks. They've had a, a babies that have, that have uh, aborted all kinds of crazy things people are native not able to get pregnant after taking the vaccination so um uh, the um freedomangels.org freedom-angels.org that's the organization that that launched a lot of protest rallies at the capitol early on in covid freedom-angels.org they have a, a meme here it says how to remove your child from public school in california it says send uh, It says, send a letter to your child's school. And it says, my name is, and you put the the, uh, name, your name. Then you put my child's name is, and you put in the name. And then you put the last day of their school is going to be, and you put the date of the last day of school. And then it says, go to your district website and file a PSA, a private school affidavit. So I don't know. Uh, how to describe that to you, but just to tell you, that's what it is. However, I did go to this website, and it's it's a it's a very simple website. You can write it down. It's H, like in heaven, S, like in Sam, L D A D David, H S L D A. It stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Homeschool Legal Defense Association hslda.org. And I'm sure on that website, it's everything to do with homeschool you've ever wanted. And it's very uh, well put together. I looked at it and I'm sure they have a private school affidavit there that you would fill out. And then, and then, uh, and you could post that or load that onto the website or you could mail it or you could do a lot of things with it but just it's notifying your school and i think that's a wise thing to do as opposed to just don't show up however uh, they're going to be overwhelmed if if 500 kids don't show up uh at in a district or a thousand kids or two thousand kids like some of these schools are 500 school 500 kids in a school right in a if a hundred of those kids don't show up, that's going to be shocking because that's going to really have a big impact financially on the school because they get paid by butts sitting in those seats. That's why they have all these attendance, uh, czars and stuff that track you down and call you, Hey, where's Johnny? Because they're not getting paid unless they have an excuse. Like he was sick or something. If he just does a no show, they don't get paid. So, uh um, that's a huge H- homeschool legal defense league. Now, What I told this lady who just moved back to town, she was raised here, and they've been over in Las Vegas, but uh, now her husband can work remotely for the computer company, and they thought, hey, we like to live, even though California's crazy, they felt like God was moving them back over here, so... um, Anyway, I gave her a lot of information. So if you're thinking about homeschooling your kids, uh, go to Homeschool Legal Defense Association or HSLDA dot org. There's a group out at Church of Glad Tidings. They're just family members that have they have families with young kids, and they're all homeschoolers, and they're meeting together to encourage one another, share curriculums, share activities, and embellish. The, uh, what they're doing is homeschoolers and bringing in speakers and also sharing new laws and rules that the government's coming up with to harass homeschoolers so we, so everybody is aware. Now, when a lot of people pull their kids out of school, it's going to send shockwaves to the public education system, and there's going to be people mad, and there's going to be uh, people wanting to pass laws to come after school school parents. And so we just need to be prepared. So out at Church of Glad Tidings, they're having meetings for parents every once in a while. It's called Arrow Education. Arrow, like bow and arrow, A-R-R-O-W. And if you go on the church of Glad Tidings dot com, that's the website, church of com, you can go and find Arrow Education and or events and find out when they're meeting. The meetings, everything's free. And and you're just going to meet a lot of parents just like yourself that are that are making a new way for their kids to learn. So, Eric Aero Education. There are some schools that are going to be starting up over the next year or two. I heard there may be a Catholic high school starting up, uh, and and maybe by next year. Also, there's some people wanting to start a K through 10 school. Uh, that some people that are involved in a Church of Glad Tidings. Uh, And so they are educators that quit the public education system because not willing to teach um, false things, erroneous things about gender, about about racism, about all this nonsense that's been going on. So, uh, okay, so that's that. Uh, Let's see where we are. Okay, we're about done with this second. uh, Let me just see if I can slam something in here. I don't know if I can get it in or not. Uh, okay. So any anyway, you can reach out to me. Oh, I don't think I gave you my my cell number, which you can text me, your comments, 530-713-1838. 530-713-1838. If you have questions or comments, or you can call me on that number as well. And I can discuss with you how to help you with whatever your issues are, whether it 's through the vaccine, whether it's through masks websites it, like the uh, a great website is the regarding masks and vaccines and all that kind of stuff, what the law says. okay, we're going to take a break and get into our third segment right now. <laughs>
1: Anyone? I'll give you a hint, alright? I have purple hair, and I play women's soccer. Who are you? Anyone? No? Okay, I kick a ball. So? Anyone? No. Uh, Okay, well you know what? You probably remember me from my award winning Subway commercials where I kick sandwiches at people. Who cares? No? Anyone? Oh, you know what? You probably caught your husband staring at me in the bathroom since I'm the new model for Victoria's Secret. No! No? Anyone? Well, you know what? You probably, uh, caught me bravely kneeling in front of dozens of sleeping fans during the National Anthem. No! (laughs) I knew you knew me. (laughs) Well, guess what, America? I'm still here. And, uh, I have a new protest, all right? From now on, until we defeat racism, until we defund the police, until Trump's impeached for a third time, and until I'm paid more than the men's soccer teams, (laughs) me and my girlfriends will no longer score points. Girl power! (laughs) Yeah, apparently kneeling in Subway commercials didn't wake you guys up. So now I will make it my goal. (laughs) I I said goal. (laughs) I'll make it my goal to never score a point again until my demands are met, all right? I'm doing this for you people of color. I know how much America loves women's soccer, so I expect to see some big changes very soon, all right? (laughs) Let's get to work, America, all right? Women's soccer is this important.
2: Wokeism makes you lose, ruins your mind, and ruins you as a person. You become warped, you become demented. The US women's soccer team is a very good example of what's going on. Earlier this week, they unexpectedly lost to Sweden, three to nothing. and Americans were happy about it.
9: I grew up in a Christian home, but I I didn't really know Jesus. I really wanted to be a boy. I was jealous of my brother, and I didn't like being a girl. I felt rejected by girls a lot. And through years of sexual sin and pornography, I kept fantasizing about what it would have been like to be a man. And when I was in college, I, I started thinking very seriously about if I had been the man and I looked up in Google, girl becoming a boy, and all these results started coming up about how people had transitioned, and so I really bought into that lie, and I started down that journey. I was absolutely convinced it's who I was. In fact, I wasn't even openly transgender. I didn't want anyone to know that I had ever been a girl, and I started taking the hormones. I I had two major surgeries, and I thought this was gonna fix all my problems, but eventually I realized that none of it, after years, had made me a man. And I realized that it was just all a cosmetic change. And even though other people believed it, and I was fully passing as male, it never fixed the brokenness inside. And I was devastated. And I just felt so empty. But the Lord had been pursuing me during those years. And eventually I gave my life to Him. And I really was radically transformed. I was repentant of my sin and I really given my heart to Him. And I was so sincere. I was telling people about Jesus. But I wanted to be a man of God. But the Lord kept pursuing me on this issue and He kept coming after my identity. And I literally walked away from it all to trust Him and to obey Him. And I thought I was going to be miserable the rest of my life. As He began to peel away the layers of the onion, I realized that I was not transgender. Being female had just been so painful in my life. But I realized that that's who I truly was. And I found far more peace and satisfaction and fulfillment in embracing who God created me.
2: Welcome back.
4: Someone said somewhere, sometime, that it stuck in my mind that we are now, since this COVID thing, that we are now having another 1776. In other words, our forefathers came to this country and then had to fight the most powerful country on earth, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, to have their own independence, and right now we have uh, m- maybe the most powerful country on Earth or the most powerful country besides the United States on Earth, and that is China, communist China. And they have infiltrated the uh, country physically. They have all kinds of spies here. They have all kinds of people on our university campuses, in our labs, et cetera, et cetera. They've paid off the Bidens. they paid off many congressmen. They know many congressmen that are perverts, or, or they've had— um, very uh salacious affairs and so they have goods on them so when they won't do what the chinese say they say they're going to out them uh they own everybody they own the nba uh that's why the uh nba and the uh nat- all the all the big sports groups and hollywood is being controlled the media is being owned by china so that's why it's so perverted so we are uh, in a fight for our lives if you don't want to fight totally fine with me it's up to you i i'm not of that uh, dna my dad fought my uncle fought in world war ii i'm not about to uh, piss on their graves and uh, i'm going to fight right behind them and so if you want to sit by and give this country to a bunch of losers uh have at it baby and i'm not going to try to convince you that's why I, i had a long talk with a guy today about trying to convince people about this COVID stuff. And some people, they just got a flat spot on the brain, and I'm sorry for them, but I don't have the time in the day to convince people through lots of information that they don't want to hear. They're they're convinced against, a uh, person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still, so it doesn't make any difference how many facts you roll out. They're going to this think, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Let me tell you what, the conspiracy theory of last week is reality this week it's not a theory if it's happening in your house or it's happening in your business if they say you got to wear a mask or you got to vaccinate or you got to do this you got to do that and, and there's no such thing as the covid it just it's all been fabricated this was stated in 1931 i've talked about this before it's been a long time This is a quote by a guy named Dr. Adrian Rogers in 1931. He says, you cannot legislate the poor into freedom. This is what the Democrats do. You cannot legislate the poor into freedom by legislating the wealthy out of freedom. What one person receives without working for it, another person must work for it without receiving anything. The government cannot give to anybody anything that the government does not first take from someone else. When half the people get the idea that they do not have to work because the other half is going to take care of them, and when the other half gets the idea that it does no good to work because somebody else is going to get what they work for, that, my dear friend, is about the end of any nation. You cannot multiply wealth by dividing it. Amazingly bright guy, Adrian Rogers. That's what's going on here, and there's a need for a major turnaround Whether or not we're able to pull that off depends on every single one of us uh, flipping the bird to the government and saying, ain't going to happen over here. You can you can vax. Like I had a friend, Randy Mitchell of Uppercuts, who kept his shop open and lost his license and all kinds of stuff. He's operating totally without a license. By the way, would you go to a barber? Have you ever asked a barber that you've gone in and got a haircut or shave or something done? Have you ever asked them if they... If they had a license, I've never asked them. I just go in because of the guy ahead of me got a nice-looking haircut. I don't care where they have a license. I've gotten haircuts all over the world. Vietnam barbers over there aren't licensed by our government. I get haircuts over there when I'm over there. We don't need a stinking license, right? So Randy Mitchell, he's down at some farmer's, uh, what do they call it, Denio's Farmer's Market. I think that's what they call it. He was down there, and he said, he posted on Uh, social media. He said, we're down here and there's a black van down here with guys. in it. it's like drug dealers or pimps or pedophiles. That's what the government's acting like nowadays. They got vans and inside they're going to inoculate you with a poison that's going to corrupt your immune system. And if it doesn't kill you right away, it's going to kill you the next time you really get sick. It's going to freak out. And so he said, can you believe it? He said, there are people standing outside of the van. You know what Barkers are? You see them like in Reno and Las Vegas. Like you walk by a place and they say, come on, man, the baby. You know, we got naked women in here. We got this. We got that. Come on in. You know, the most beautiful women in the world. Da, da, da. They're, you know, we got we got, we got uh, slot machines, you know, big winnings. Da, da, da. You can win here. They're called Barkers. And they get paid to just and women and men just get paid to just shout out and say, come on over here. They, the government is paying barkers to come and get your shot. And we're going to give you 50 bucks. In fact, some gal that I knew, I met her when she was a heroin addict. And we were trying to save her from l- losing her kid. We put her, got her into a drug rehab, all the stuff. She got all cleaned up. She's doing good. And she starts going to college and she's just as stupid as can be. She's down there pushing the shot. And she's she's on Facebook pushing this shot to her fellow students because they're going to get 150 dollars. She said we shouldn't be judgmental. I thought, I'm telling you, I hope somebody's really judgmental if they're trying to save my life from some stupid thing somebody's doing. I thought, for God's sake, we saved her from being a heroin addict, and now she's trying to inject people with toxic chemicals. So I want to give it I got a great story here. I wanted to share uh, that there are some really cool people. I know, you know, I a lot of my friends are just some really amazing people. And uh, so this is a great story about a World War II vet in Chandler, Arizona. A Doug, this guy named Doug is a loyal customer of Arby's Restaurant. Actually, he's the most loyal customer they've ever had. Doug is 97 years old, World War Two veteran And has long loved the famous roast beef sandwiches. Man, that sounds good, doesn't it? Roast beef sandwich. He loved the famous roast beef sandwiches on which the chain has built its reputation. Doug comes in every single day to enjoy that meal with his favorite sandwich. He he almost always orders a Swiss cheese filled roast beef slider and a Coke with no ice. He's 97. Is that awesome or what? All the staff members there have memorized that as his usual meal. Like when I call Dragon in to, for a takeout, they said, you want same? You want same? I said, yeah, same. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Walk around the corner and they, have my, they, they, they know what I order. And same with, uh, same with Doug, the World War II vet. After quite a while, one of the employees, after quite a while getting to know Doug, One of the employees, Travis Coy, wanted to know more about this elderly guy and why he had such a fascination with the food they served there. So he asked him why he keeps coming there, why that location. Doug replied, saying, this is the only place I can get a sandwich or get anything else to eat that doesn't hurt my stomach. Actually, it may be closer to the truth that he likes the sandwich so much that he stopped looking for alternatives. Doug lives in a nearby retirement home, but always makes sure to get his daily meal at Arby's. And he has uh, his own favorite table where he enjoys it. The staff there treats him uh, like family as, as much as possible. And staff members go out of their way to make him feel comfortable, says the manager there, Christina Gommage. quote, he comes in with a walker. As soon as we see him come to the doors, we try to grab the doors for him. He's gone through a, a lot uh, in his life, being a veteran, coming in, being in, a retirement, being in a retirement home, but he doesn't have any family left. Doug is such a loyal customer and really good guy that one day the staff pitched in and got him a $200 gift card. He thought at first they were joking, but it was definitely real, and Doug told him, thank you so much, I never... Know if I'll be here the next day or not, but thank you so much for this card. But what might be even more important than that, at least more meaningful, is that many of the staffers gave Doug their phone numbers in case he needed anything else, and they all offered to bring him his favorite meals to the retirement home in case he could not make it there. I uh, didn't feel well. Then after Doug's story made national news, Arby's the chain, the national chain gave him another gift, free food for the rest of his life. Now he never has to worry about where his next meal's coming from, giving him more time to make more friendships. Isn't that a great story? I just love that story. So I want to mention also about a, another story about a guy, you know, they're, they're, uh, the, the government schools simply, uh, are, are liars, and they they uh, they are now programming people, and they're involved in propaganda, and they don't tell the real story about slavery, about the blacks coming to America, about slavery in the world that that you, the United States of America did not create slavery, and the the unique thing about America is it was one of the the un, unique thing was the one of the few nations to stop slavery. And it used its own constitution to do, though, do so. The other thing is that many people believe that all blacks in America were slaves. That's simply not true. Many blacks were free people, and uh, or they got free. And many blacks uh, served in the Congress and in uh, local houses of—house uh, of representatives or the uh, Senate of their local state— and so, and many uh, blacks were very successful and were uh, highly esteemed. So, one of these guys is a guy named Louis Latimer, Lewis Latimer. L e w i s Latimer. L a t i m e r. L a timer. Latimer. And so, Lewis Latimer taught himself drafting. He helped Alexander Graham Bell develop the telephone was a member of Thomas Edison's elite research team and invented a better, more efficient light bulb than Edison's. Because of Latimer's contributions, bulbs became more affordable in America, transforming the culture. In the 1980s, his house was saved from demolition and and designated as a historical uh, landmark. Now, the interesting thing is Latimer... He was, you know, if you listen to Black Lives Matter and all these people that got free education and it may, they maybe they got a crappy school, but it was a school. They didn't have to pay for it. So they got a free education. They got welfare. They got this. They got that. They got the other thing. They got Obama phones and all that. But they think they hate America. Right. So Latimer was born in Chelsea, Massachusetts on September 4, 4, 1848. That was just a few years before the Civil War. Latimer was the youngest of four children born to George and Rebecca Latimer, who had escaped from slavery in Virginia. See that? They escaped slavery, and they were living free in Chelsea, Massachusetts. So they had escaped slavery in Virginia six years before his birth, captured in Boston, and brought to trial of a fugitive. Uh, George Latimer was defended by abolitionists, this is so far out, Frederick Douglass, Check it out. Abolitionist Frederick Douglass, one of the heroes of the the faith, and William Lloyd Garrison, who was a fiery preacher and abolitionist. Many of the preachers at that time, many of the Christian preachers, uh, church uh, leaders were abolitionists, uh, the same way that many of the leaders in the pro-life movement are Christian leaders. Uh, so he was defended in court. Latimer was defended in court by Douglas and Garrison. He was eventually able to purchase his freedom with the help of a local minister, and began raising his family with Rebecca in nearby Chelsea. George disappeared shortly after the dead Scott this Dred Scott decision. You remember that? That's when you realize that the Supreme Court are corrupt people. They just because they're on the Supreme Court does not mean they're honest, they're Christian, they're honorable. They're just like the appeals court here that just ruled against uh, uh over overthrew the, the Judge Barrier's decision to invalidate Measure K tax. Those appeals court judges are corrupt in Sacramento. I don't care whether they got a robe on, whether they've been jurists for years, they are corrupt. The the Supreme Court of the United States ruled in the Dred Scott decision in eighteen fifty seven that blacks could be held as property as slaves. So after, uh, so he fled uh, because he thought that after the Dred Scott decision, he was going to be put back in slavery. After his father's departure, Latimer worked Lewis Latimer worked to help support his mom and family in 1864 at the age of 16. Latimer lied about his age. Check it out. How many blacks today would lie about their age after going through everything Latimer went through and joined the US Navy check that out listen the blacks today uh, that are involved with BLM and Antifa they have nothing to do w- with the the blacks uh, of, of the time of slavery that there's no DNA right there there's no philosophical DNA right there uh Latimer lied about his age and enlisted in the Navy during the Civil War. Returning to Boston after an honorable discharge, he accepted a menial position at Crosby and Gould Patent Law Office. He taught himself mechanical drawing, drafting, uh, and drafting by observing other draftsmen. Recognizing Latimer's talent and promise, the firm promoted him from office boy, a gopher, right, to draftsman, in addition to assisting others latimer designed a number of his own inventions including an improved railroad uh, car bathroom he created a You ever been in a railroad car bathroom this guy came up and in, improved the car bathroom they probably were just a hole in the floor where you just went and dropped on the tracks and in early he was one of the early designers of an air conditioning unit Latimer's talents were well-matched to the post-Civil War period, which saw a large number of scientific and engineering breakthroughs. So it goes on to talk about him working with Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison. Uh, So Latimer's deep knowledge of both patents and electrical engineering made Latimer an indispensable partner to Edison as he promoted and defended uh, his light bulb design. Uh, In 1890, Latimer published a book entitled Incandescent Electrical Lighting A Practical Description of the Edison System. Uh, Anyway, amazing guy. You know, it's, uh, somebody mentioned the other day uh, the amazing thing of Nigerians coming to this country who come from a very primitive background, very poor country, come to this country, many not knowing English that well or maybe a little bit because they may have a British background or British education system. But they come to this country and they start from zero, way behind what a black born in this country would in the blacks. Dare to say they don't have any opportunity. These Nigerians are like starting businesses. In fact, I met a guy the other day. He's a real estate guy. He wanted to sell the church some property, and took us to show us his property. And he's a Nigerian dude, right? Came to this country with nothing. Latimer died on December 11, 1928, in Flushing, Queens, New York. His wife Mary pre-predeceased him, or died before him, by four years. Now there's a guy uh, in this meme on social media and he's always looked like he's writing on a grease board. So there's a picture of a black guy and uh, it's like a uh, mugshot picture it says, this is a known Antifa member who was paid $70,000 by our government for his capital January 6th riot video. So this supposed, this Antifa member, confirmed Antifa member, took a video of this supposed riot that Trump people started on January 6th, right? He took this video, and so the government of the United States paid him $70,000 for this video footage, right? So then the FBI says they have no proof that any Antifa members dressed up during that day as Trump supporters causing the Capitol riot on, on January 6th. And so the second picture of this guy dressed up that day, he has a Trump hat on. It says Trump. It's a camouflage hat with Trump in like uh, white and then red, white, and blue around it. Trump 2020. So we have an Antifa member dressed up like a Trump member who took the video got $70,000 for it uh, mimicking or in other words portraying himself like a Trump supporter and then the FBI says they can't find any proof that Antifa members dressed up like that and this guy who's a nobody has a picture of it on Facebook now just shows you how corrupt now it isn't that the FBI couldn't figure that out they saw it and they don't want to prosecute. they want to they're They're creating a scenario or a story to sell you that makes no sense, and uh they want to pull the wool over your eyes, so to speak That's what the deal is so the f b i is corrupt it's not just the top people it's just not comey it's just not chris ray it's it's just not uh all these other guys uh, Rosenstein and all the rest of them it's just not those guys leaders no 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 no. there's all kinds of corruption throughout the FBI it isn't just one bad apple so uh, we're coming to uh, I'm going to tell you about a riddle on, on the way back and uh, we got about five or four or five more seconds here at the end of the half the show we got three more segments to go be right back
2: I've been down before
6: Howling, Doctor. I'm thinking. And?
9: The old gatherer on the planet. I know what caused his heart attack. The medical tricorder almost missed it. But there was a microvirus in his body blocking his autonomic nerve impulses.
6: That stopped his heart.
9: But here's the really interesting part. This microvirus will only attach itself to cells with a very specific DNA sequence.
10: How specific?
9: Without knowing more about their genetic makeup, I can't be sure. But my guess is this virus would only kill one acomerian in a million.
11: Pretty single-minded bug.
9: Too single-minded. I can't believe it's a naturally occurring virus. Meaning someone engineered it? meaning Volnath was murdered.
10: I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated is the very essence, the very essence of what the Bible tells us when it says, love thy neighbor. Right? Because what we know is, one can ask, well, who is one's neighbor? Is it the person who lives to my left, lives to my right? I know them, may borrow cup of sugar right um but
12: what my guy love thy neighbor are you serious and then you over here talking about cups of sugar and stuff at this point you over here mocking the word and then you over here using the bible to make people get the vaccine now people really ain't finna to want to get that vaccine like you can't be for real and then you struggled on to even say the bible Them demonic spirits were showing on you. It took you a while just to bring up the Bible. Sweetheart, you brought up the Bible for the wrong reason. If anything, he talking about the mark of the beast if he talking about the vaccine. Not no love thy neighbor. And then not only that, y'all trying to give out millions of dollars as a reward to people who get the vaccine. Like, look at this mess. Washington. Two million dollar reward to get the vaccine. California. A $116.5 million reward to get the vaccine. Colorado, a $1 million reward to get the vaccine. Oregon, $1 million reward to get the vaccine. Kentucky, $225,000 reward to get the vaccine. Maryland, $2 million reward to get the vaccine. Like, what is this, my guy? Like, y'all really out here trying to bribe people with money to get the vaccine? Like... Y'all can't tell me y'all don't see there's something wrong about this vaccine. Y'all can't tell me. It's right here in our faces. And y'all still don't think something ain't right with these vaccines? Watch, this stuff gonna mess y'all up in the long run, and y'all gonna be sad. There is something about these vaccines that's gonna happen in the long run, I'm telling you. Like, do y'all not even see what's in these vaccines? Go do some research. And come back and come comment. What they say is in these vaccines. You will be blown that people really want to get these vaccines after reading it. Honestly, this whole thing is scary. Like, I don't know what's even finna come out of this. But I can tell you something, y'all better put y'all faith in God during these times. Cause obviously something is about to go down. And we don't know what it is. But something is definitely going to happen. Cause this just don't sound right. Nothing about this sound right man, y'all better stay away from them shots, I'm telling you. Good luck. I work for
10: a large hospital system in Broward County, Florida, on the anesthesia team. Last night, the house nurse manager came to my department and told us that we must prepare for a COVID crisis that's going to start next week. And they're going, the hospital will be taking part of our recovery unit, anesthesia recovery unit, to house COVID patients and that we should, that we cannot allow surgical patients' families to come visit them, which we do pre and post surgery, pre and post anesthesia. And I looked at her and I said, how do you know we're going you're going to need our our rooms our bays and how do you know there's going to be a crisis next week she tilted down her glasses she looked at me and she said you know what's going on by now and i said yeah i do and everyone else just went oh here we go again and shrugged their shoulders Does anyone else find this really strange besides me? It's about time that this whole corrupted stinking system is brought down, seriously. Cause I'm really hating my job right now. I can't stand this corruption anymore. Please share.
7: Dr. Reiner Fulmich is the public frontman for an international team comprised of hundreds of lawyers and medical experts who have begun legal proceedings over the CDC, the WHO, and the Davos Group for committing crimes against humanity. The protocol for the PCR test given by the WHO and the CDC was knowingly set to a level that guaranteed 100% false positives or false negatives so there is no pandemic this is all about getting people to take the shot their argument is that we are at the very least being subjected to an illegal experiment and at the worst global genocide Dr. Fomick points out how the experimental jab is in clear violation of all ten of the Nuremberg codes which carry the penalty of death for those who violate them number one Voluntary consent is absolutely essential. There should be no intervention or any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, or any form of constraint or coercion. By definition, a vaccine must provide immunity to the virus, protect recipients from getting the virus, reduce deaths, infections, circulation, and transmission of the virus. We are told the experimental jab does none of these yet they fraudulently call it a vaccine. As far as duress, constraint, and coercion, it's everywhere. If you want your life back, get the shot. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results unprocurable by other methods. The most fruitful method would be a healthy immune system, which can be achieved through good health and natural supplements such as vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. But the people are not being told this. In fact, those who point it out are being vilified and silenced. Number three, the experiment should be designed and based on the results of animal experimentation. This experimental jab skipped animal testing. Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. According to official reports, there are already thousands of deaths and over a quarter million injuries from this experiment. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur. Past trials have shown a strong possibility that these new spike proteins will cause a body to attack itself. This is known as antibody-dependent enhancement, or ADE. A Nobel Prize-winning virologist says, the vaccine is creating the variants. Number six, the risk should never exceed the benefit. COVID-19 has a 98 to 99% survival rate less deadly than the seasonal flu. The experimental jab is already the most dangerous vaccine in VAERS 30-year history. Number seven, proper preparations should be made and adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury, disability, or death. There were no preparations made. There are no facilities. The subject shows up for their shot and goes home. Number eight, the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons. This experiment has been exclusively run by politicians, the media, celebrities, and big pharma bureaucrats. Number nine, the subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end. Thousands of medical experts have attempted to end this madness, and their voices continue to be silenced. Number 10, The experiment must be brought to an end if resulting in injury or death. And yet, the experiment pushes on. Once again, those who violate these international laws are subject to the death penalty. Legal proceedings are moving forward and evidence is being collected. Whistleblowers are directed to contact the international team at www.securewhistleblower.com. This is likely the biggest crime ever committed against the world population. And the question is, do we still have a judicial system to exact justice? For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. There's a gun and ammunition
0: just inside the doorway. Use it only in emergency.
2: Better you should pray to
0: God, the Father, and the Spirit, to
2: guide you. When
0: it's hot in here.
4: I can't run the fans again. any. I got fans running in here, but I can't run them any louder. You're going to hear a whoosh. It'd be crazy. It's a hot day. I think we're going to be over and over a hundred for a week or so. Anyway, this lady holds up. It's at some sort of a demonstration. She says, riddle, riddle me this. R I D D L E riddle me this. If the tests work, why the false positives? If the mass works, why the six feet? If the six feet works, why the masks? If all three work, Why the lockdown? If all four work, why the vaccine? If the vaccine is safe, why no liability cause? Lady, the lady is smart. She's thought it through. Chris Ann Hall writes, this is about being spoiled. When you are so spoiled that you go to college for free and play a game for a living And you are so brainwashed by the government school system that you are so ignorant that you hate the only place in the world where that reality can exist for anyone, regardless of race or skin color. That would be you're spoiled. Thomas Paine, one of the prolific writers of broadsides, they called them broadsides. They were these little hand leaflets, one-sided deals where people just state their opinion. He wrote in December of 1776, what we achieve too easily, we esteem too lightly. When you give stuff away for free, I've said for so long, if kids do not want to go to school, we should not force them to go to school. Get the, get the troublemakers out of the school and wait till they're ready to go to school and let the other kids study, right? So there's been a lot of talk. Let's see. Let me do this. We're halfway through. Let me... I was going to talk about the Nuremberg trials. I've been very... I've been telling you... I'm I'm telling you... You should study the Nuremberg trials. When the Nazis were in control... And they were marching through Europe... Nobody thought they would ever be stopped. They were unstoppable... Looking and sounding. They were, they were very intimidating. And back in the day... Those doctors and those corrupt people thought they would never have to answer for their bizarre perverted uh schemes that they inflicted on all kinds of women, children, and men. They never thought they would have to answer for that. They thought they were going to march and they were going to take over the world. They just thought we'll kick your butt right we 're kicking your butt everywhere we 're kicking your butt. They never in their wildest dreams, thought they would be held accountable and put to death, put in prison for twenty years we're talking about the top medical doctors in Germany. Never thought it would happen more in just a minute i'm going to go up here i 'm going to talk about some of the people that are helping me. I just got some checks uh. I just got a check today from uh, Bill Artomenko, who runs Thrifty Rooters. Run Thrifty Rooters, seemed like, for 40 years. He said we met when he we were both young guys, and he was just starting out in business. I saw him at church. He said, I'm going to send you some money for your radio show. So he did. So I'll give a shout-out to him here in yuba counties, and they do all kinds of plumbing work, but they also pump out tanks. I remember we've used them out at church of a lot of times. We've got a lot of septic tanks and we've had them come out and pump out our tanks. And it's a wonderful service they provide. So uh, thank you so much. Also, Dr. Cassidy has been a huge help. And, and so for you out there that are struggling with addiction, any kind of addiction, particularly drug addiction, alcohol addiction, meth addiction, opiate addiction, heroin addiction, fentanyl addiction, we can help you. And, and please, if you're having trouble getting into the government's system to get your rehabs paid for, uh, call us up and, and we will help you get in. Uh, listen, we, we want you to survive. And, we, and our lives are full of ex-addicts, people that have overcome addiction and are having a lovely life. They have families. They are working. They're, they're, uh, they're having a good time. And they're not being controlled by addiction. So, uh, churches, the biggest secret in, in the, in the the nation, all you read about is all the people overdosing and dying. That's true. There are a lot, but you don't hear of all the people that aren't overdosing and dying anymore because they are, uh, they're overcoming. They're leaving their addiction behind. They're in recovery groups. Uh, they're in A A N A type groups. They're in churches. They're in all kinds of things. And they've left their drugs and alcohol behind. And so uh, I want you to, I'm going to give you an idea if you're in the Yuba-Sutter area. In fact, I had a gal call me from the Bay Area that were up here and lived in our transitional living program. Now she's back in the Bay Area doing well. She said, Lou, will you guys take people from the Bay Area? So if you're not from here, the Bay Area is two or three hours away. I said, I'll take people from anywhere as long as we can help them and get them into what they need. Whatever, everybody, every attic is different. So uh, Dr. Cassidy uh, is working at Peachtree Health or Peachtree Clinic. So the main thing is to call up one of the Peachtree Clinics in Yuba or Sutter County, Yuba City or Marysville, and make an appointment for Dr. Cassidy, C-A-S-S-A-D-Y. And uh, if they give you a hard time, just say, they'll probably ask, what do you need to see him for? Just say addiction. That's all you need to say. You don't need to go on any song and dance. If they give you a hard time or you can't get through on the phone or you get on hold forever, just I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's personal cell number. Only Doc in town will do this. Don't call him. Text him. If you have to call somebody, I'm going to give you my number. I'm going to give you his number, Dr. Cassidy, 530-682-8648. 530 862 Excuse me. 530-682-8648. Text him just say your name, need an appointment, and you put your phone number there. Okay? If you need if you don't, if you can't text off your phone, then just call me. 530-713-1838. Any day, anytime. Right. Neither Cassidy or I do office hours, but don't call him. He's he's got to be in seeing patients. Me, I I'm kind of free wielding I'm I'm not a doc, but I'll help hook you up. 530-713-1838. Listen, we want to save your life. Uh we're not going to be able to uh, give you your new life. You're going to get that yourself. We're going to help you get there, but we don't want you to overdose and die. That's our we we, we want to stop that. So we're going to help you, and uh, we'll help you get on track. And so do that. Dr. Cassidy supports this program. He's also a great doctor. If you just need a doc, you don't need an addict specialist. So he's been very busy. It's working what we're doing. We need to do more, but what we're doing is working. I also want to give a shout-out to some of the other people. Uh, again, Thrifty Rooter, also Plumbing Doctor, 530 671 Round the Clock Plumbers five three zero six seven one nine one one one. Nellie Garcia at, at North Valley Paralegal, the best legal beagle in the in the community. She's fast, she's hard working, she's honest, uh she's reasonable with her pricing compared to attorneys. And there's some things of course that Paralegals can't do, but she will help you with all your questions. You can reach her at 530 7519289. She's right in the center of Marysville, Yuba City on Sutter Street, 751 Sutter Street, next to Amerigas and Golden Valley Auto Body, right sandwiched in between. Easy to get to from either either county. Uh, So check her out. She's a close friend of mine. She calls me dad. That's fine with me. We're close so i wouldn't turn you on to anybody that's going to jerk you around she's family to me okay also i want to mention the Greenest construction these guys do the best uh, remodels in town they also help us stay they they help us stay moving here on the live show and this podcast dave greenitz construction facebook page dave greenitz green with etz on the end they're the by far listen just go check the photos out on their website greenitzconstruction.com or the Facebook page, Dave Green, construction and check it out. And if you want to email them, you can email them right off that uh, or text them five three zero six eight two nine six zero two. If you're a millennial, you can't talk on the phone. You get all nervous and everything. Just, uh, you know, use technology to communicate and Dave will walk you through the uh, the trauma of like talking to somebody. And then Monty Hecker, uh, I've just done the phone with Monty about re- the recall. And uh, he's got some recall uh, <clears throat> materials out there, signs and stuff I'm going to pick up tomorrow. And we're going to distribute a bunch of materials at Church of Glad Tidings Saturday night. By the way, if uh, if you want to register to vote, there's easy to register to vote. You can go on the Secretary of State, S-O-S dot org uh, uh, website in, uh, in California. You can go to the DMV. You can go to your local county clerk, elections clerk. Uh, or if you want to show up out of Glad Tidings at a meeting, we're registering to people to vote at tables out there as well. Really easy to register to vote. So get registered to vote. Uh, I was just talking to uh, Monty about that today. Monty Hecker, he runs Elite Universal Security. He's a veteran, uh, a disabled veteran, but he didn't look disabled to me. But something happened. But he served our country, and uh, then he left the Air Force, and now he is, uh ran. His, he's run his own security business for decades, all over Northern California. Though he's based here in Yuba County, so if you're looking for a job, uh, give him a shout out at five three zero seven four nine zero two eight zero. They got all kinds of jobs in all kinds of counties. So if you said, "Oh, well, I'm not from Yuba County," doesn't make any difference. Call up and see where you where they can put you to work and if you need some schooling if you need some training they will they will train you uh if you need a concealed weapon permit they'll do those classes as well and so give them a shout out they're in 5548 featherer boulevard in just outside just south of Marisol. okay i'm going to go back down here and uh let's see what i was going to do next uh, i had a plan i had a plan and i I get distracted. So I was talking about Mr. Latimer. That, okay. So I was talking about the Nuremberg trials. I, uh, so uh, the Nuremberg trials, I'd heard about them, and and I think there's been movies made about them. But my hope, my dream, my prayer, is that people like Dr. Lou and these doctors all up and down the state and the medical leaders in the uh, Department of Health, in California Department of Health, and all throughout the United States, including, of course, Dr. Fauci, will be held accountable, be tried, and be punished uh, through death or any other alternative punishment. So it says the doctor's trial, the Nuremberg trials, there were various trials. Judges got tried, corrupt judges like the ones that just ruled against Measure K, the tax in, in California, the appellate judges. Judges got tried. Prosecuting attorneys got tried. All kinds of people got tried. So the doctor's trial considered the fate of 23 German physicians who either participated in the Nazi program to euthanize persons deemed unworthy of life. Now, people uh, behind this vaccine, behind this inoculation, behind putting graphene oxide in your system, which is a nanoparticles, they are euthanizing people. Now, these are the same people that are b- behind Bill Gates and all these kind of folks. They want to shrink the population of the world. So they're putting inside vaccines around the world in India and in Africa. They're putting in properties, chemicals in those vaccines to stop a girl from being able to ever have a child. If that isn't the ultimate and evil and a reason to kill somebody, I don't know what is. But if you put something in a young girl's vaccine that you say is going to help her live healthier in a foreign country and you stop her from having children, that is the ultimate in evil. So there, government, the government of the United States has for years been euthanizing and playing God, even though they don't believe in God, with people's lives, including just look up the Tuskegee experiment and how they abused black gentlemen for many, many years, lying to them that they were going to cure them of syphilis or actually injecting them with syphilis to watch them suffer and be uh, their body be corrupted from syphilis and their mind being corrupted, claiming they were giving them medication and giving them sugar pills. They also took people they... Considered imbeciles, mentally ill, mentally retarded, or physically disabled, and, and actually tied the tubes, sterilized women so they could not that they figured were weak-minded women, so they could not have children. They did that in the United States. Injecting people with with properties that they know not what's in there to destroy their lives. Is, is not a new thing in the United States of America or around the world. Bill Gates' group is being held accountable in courts in Africa and India. So when this says, when you say, oh, the Nazis, oh, my God. It's happening today, people. You're just not paying attention. The Nazi program to euthanize persons deemed unworthy of life, the mentally ill, mentally retarded, physically disabled, or who conducted or who cons- d- conducted experiments experiments on concentration camp prisoners without their consent. Now they say, Oh, we're, you we're you're getting informed consent on the vaccine. No, you aren't. You are not getting informed consent. People have no idea what they're injecting in your body. They're not giving informed consent. Do you know that, that you're supposed to get informed? Man, I've had surgeries. I had three surgeries in five years on different parts of my body to, to fix parts. I wore out. My goodness, the the uh, the doctors went to e- extreme lengths to in, give me informed consent. Tell me what they were going to do to the parts of my body and make sure that they were operating on the right leg, the right shoulder, the correct leg, the correct shoulder. Asked me many times, is this the correct thing? Are you sure this is what we're going to do? Tell us now, Lou, what we're going to do to you. We're going to put in a new knee. We're going to put in a new shoulder. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. They went through great lengths for me to tell them. They told me, I told them, we confirmed the right one. That's informed consent. They, and they always tell you there's always a chance you could drop dead in the middle of this, right? We do not give conform, informed consent to women who, when they kill their babies. They do not tell them that's a baby in there. They lie constantly. The medical profession is full of corruption. All throughout the medical corruption and that doesn't mean all doctors are corrupt. I have had the people that have worked with me on my own body have been wonderful, dedicated, amazing people that I have the highest regard for. But I'm telling you that that the fact that the you know what's happening with the medical people that are standing up against this covid nonsense, they're getting their license challenged. Some of them are losing their license, some of them are getting fired. Many are getting fired from great jobs. Why? Because they they treated people with hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or some other type of a a proper medication. And it and it totally corrected the problem in people's lives. But because this has been a fraud, a scam, uh, uh, an attempt to take the, the whole thing has been bringing us to a climax that they would inject people with stuff. We have been through the we have it's like reading a novel and we've just read through the introduction. The introduction was the whole proposal that this was a very dangerous, uh, uh, fatal, contagious disease. Those are all complete hundred percent lies. That's the introduction. And they did that to scare you and traumatize you. You can't go to your business. You can't go downtown. You can't go have a doctor's appointment. You can't send your kids to school. All that was to scare the hell out of you. So then you would give in to a shot that you didn't even ask any questions about. And they can't even explain to you because it has nothing to do with COVID. Nothing. It's injecting nanoparticles into your system that That uh, technology can communicate with. You think, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. I I know what I'm talking about. Just wait for a few months and you're going to say, oh, I guess maybe he was right. The Nuremberg trials. So count one. Here's here's some of the counts. Here's the different counts. One count was common design or conspiracy. Count two was war crimes. Count three was crimes against humanity. So uh, between September 1939 and April 1945, all of the defendants herein act pursuant to a common design unlawfully, unwolf, willfully and knowingly did conspire and agree together with each other and with various other persons to commit war crimes and crimes against humanity as defined in control council law. Number 10, I don't have time to go through all the details. Uh, Anyway, I'm just going to skip through here because you can read this all on your own. Count two war crimes between those same dates. Here's some of the experiments they did: high altitude experiments, they froze people, freezing experiments, they injected people with malaria, uh, they they uh, did they uh, subjected people to mustard gas, sulfanamide. Experiments, bone, muscle, and nerve regeneration and bone transplantation experiments, seawater experiments, epidemic jaundice experiments, sterilization experiments, spotted fever experiments, experiments poisoning people, uh, exposing people to incendiary bombs. We'll be right back for our fifth segment.
9: was gone. I stood on the back porch. There was nobody home. I was
1: stunned
12: and amazed.
11: My housing. Childhood economic facts and fallacies. Quote, the biggest economic fa- fallacy about housing is that affordable housing requires government intervention. Close quote. Now, Tom, Tom, I have, to, I have to remonstrate with you, no poor person would be able to live on the island of Manhattan or in the city of San Francisco if there weren't subsidi- rent control or subsidized low-income housing that these cities forced builders to set aside when they built their high-rises for rich people. Isn't that manifestly true?
13: No, it's not even remotely true. <laughs> All right, explain. <laughs> explain. Well, first, first, first history, uh, there were more people, I believe, living in Manhattan prior to the the rise of of rent control and prior to the rise of government housing projects. Uh, My gosh, at one time, the Lower East Side of New York was the most tightly uh, packed uh, place in the world. Uh, New York and San Francisco have very long rent control laws, old ones and severe ones. Uh, And yet when you look at the cities with the highest rents in the country of any major cities, they are number one, New York, and number two, San Francisco. So what's going on? Well, what's why, why does the political system produce a perverse
11: outcome, which is then supported in the press? Try to mention a repeal of rent control
13: and the New oh, York Times yeah. will go after you immediately. Uh, ab- absolutely. Well, what happens in rent control around the world, really, because it's been tried so many times, uh, is that people, uh, if the rent control is uh, severe, the people either uh, reduce the amount of housing they build or they stop building housing altogether. And so, what happens, the political authorities are then confronted with a situation. Do you want to have a situation where there's no new housing built and the old housing is wearing out, usually faster under rent control because the landlords don't have to keep it up as much? Uh, And so, they they step in and they'll have some kind of modification so that, well, let's say, we're trying to protect the poor so we won't regulate luxury housing. Of course, Luxury housing and ordinary housing use the much of the same labor, the same, same materials. And so therefore, all the materials that would otherwise have gone into making ordinary housing goes into building luxury housing.
11: Mm. Uh, economic facts and fallacies, once again. If we go back to the beginning of the 20th century, before government intervention became pervasive in housing markets, we find, and this is to me one of the most arresting assertions in the book, we find people paying a smaller percentage of their expenditures for housing than at the end of the 20th century. In 1901, housing costs took 23% of the average American family's spending. By 2003, it took 33% of a far larger amount of spending. What's going
13: on? What's going on is that they're restricting the amount of housing that can be built. And obviously, if you restrict the supply while the demand is growing, the prices will go up through the roof. Qui bono?
11: Who, do, who benefits from
13: this arrangement? Politicians, most of all. How? Because they get the reputation of being for the poor and the downtrodden, and that they are uh, setting aside affordable housing units, usually in some token amounts. Uh, they are preventing the evil landlords from raising the rent by rent control, and, uh, and they make, if they are able to keep the public paranoid that if they take off the rent control, you know, it'll be just sky-high pipe prices. Uh, and so they, they gain by that. Both the landlords and, and the tenants lose. They lose in different ways and to different extents. Uh, the tenants lose because they can't find a place to stay. Uh, the landlords lo- lose because uh, they don't make the, pro- the profit they would have made otherwise. The builders lose because there's no demand for, uh, for ha- apartment buildings if they, nobody can make a profit on it. All right.
11: Economic facts and fallacies once again, quote, where builders are allowed to construct homes and apartments without severe government restrictions, even growing populations and rising incomes do not cause housing prices to shoot up because the supply of newly constructed housing keeps up with the growing demand as in Houston. Now would you please contrast
13: Houston with our own coastal California? Oh my goodness. <laughs> there couldn't be a give greater... You an easy one. <laughs> yes, that's an easy one. Houston doesn't even have zoning laws. But whereas to build anything in coastal California is just an ordeal. I mean, you, you have to not, not only go, you have to go through all kinds of planning commissions. I've had the misfortune of sitting in on two planning commission meetings. Uh, I don't know what it did for my blood pressure watching these people. Uh, the, the discouragement is huge. So someone estimated, for example, a real estate company, that a house that would cost $155,000 in Houston would cost a million dollars in San Francisco. Right the same house.
14: Dear Black Lives Matter, thank you so much for finally exposing your stupidity. Embargoes don't include food and medicine, you would know that if you were literate. Furthermore, the U.S. provides $20 million every year to Cuba and has done so since 2009. Last year, the United States exported $176 million worth of food and goods to Cuba. And in the first six months of 2021, Cuba imported $123 million worth of food from the US. Of course, none of that food, money, or medicine ever made it to the Cuban people. The government keeps it because that's what dictatorships do. Embargoes don't kill dissidents. Embargoes don't kill journalists. Embargoes don't make people disappear. Dictatorships do. Communism does. But somehow I think you already knew that. After all, you are a Marxist organization, and you've said so yourself. And I believe you. You're acting just like every other dictatorial communist does. After all, haven't you amassed millions? Isn't that why all of you are so well off? And yet you never gave any money to any of the families whose tragedies you used for your own gain. You just used them to make money. Well, only some of them. The kids didn't really matter, right? But people kept listening to your bullshit because you wrapped it up in race. You used people's insecurities against them. And that's how you made your money in a capitalist nation. But I digress. Since you're all about race, let me remind you that the Cubans suffering in Cuba are brown and black. But because you're Marxist, now you don't know what to say. Do Black Lives Matter? Or is Marxism more important? You've made it pretty clear where you stand. I can only hope that those well meaning people who followed you and who gave you money now realize that it was all a sham, just like communism and socialism are shams. Do Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. But does BLM matter? Absolutely not.
0: Lightning. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hills, lived my old Pappy and he sold him some milk. he brewed white lightning till the sun went down, and then he'd fill up a jug and he'd pass it around. Mighty, mighty pleasing, Pappy's cow squeezing. Shh, white I'd like that. But the g man t revenue revenueers too, were searching for the place kept not cooking Shoo, what lightning Several arrests were made as selling raw milk remains illegal to this day Ha, and somehow our jails are overcrowded Anyway Well, the next time you're out shopping maybe take a look Some people like fresh food better than cooked Raw Happens all the time, though I'll concede there is a milk that should be a crime. Cloudy for some reason, largely unpleasing. Shoo, just frightening. In a truly free society, there are some potentially dangerous activities. If you think our jails are crowding, maybe we should be allowing. Shoo, white lightning. Hey, what are you arresting me for? I made oat
4: milk. Between 1943 and September 1944, the defendants, Rudolf Brandt and Sivers uh, and, and Sievers unlawfully unwillfully and willfully uh, and knowingly committed war crimes as defined by Article 2 of Control Council, da-da-da-da. Anyway, they have photographs, uh, they have amp- anthropological measurements, uh they did all kinds of things. Anyway, they list all kinds of gnarly things the government did to people. You think, well, that's not happening. Now, tell me about it. They're sticking those, you know, these things they stuck up your nose. Some of you that got these tests totally compromising your health. They had chemicals on the end of that that caused cancer. And you know what the CDC is saying right now? I'm talking to you on July 29th this is coming out on july 31 they're they're withdrawing all the pcr tests and i bet locally they're still going to be giving them but the cdc is saying all the pcr tests are faulty who was saying that from the very beginning we were saying the pcr tests were faulty they were showing they could show literally on the pcr test that everybody had covid and then they were selling that as everybody was sick and no one of those people were sick and now the CDC is pulling the PCR tests because they're total crap. It was total lie. And our own health officer promoted it. And they had all these booze with people jamming these long things up your nose, almost into your brain cavity. And then telling you had COVID and they over 90% false positives. You know what that means? A false positive. That means it said you had COVID in your system. It did not mean you were sick. It just, you had traces of the cells in your system. They were false. In other words, it was wrong. They could have said you had pumpkin seeds in your brain. They could have made that. They, they stuck that COVID thing into a, some kind of a piece of fruit. They stuck it into a monkey. They stuck it into all kinds of things. And it said, oh, COVID, 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 COVID. These people are liars. They're criminals. They're fraudulent. They, they called mortuaries and convinced them to change the death certificates to say COVID and the person was killed in a traffic accident for God's sake. I uh, I'm I'm just going down here. I want to get to some something. I want to do, Okay, let me just tell you some of the doctors. Some of the doctors were found innocent. Wilhelm Beaglebuck was a consulting physician in the Luftwaffe. He was found guilty on counts 2 and 3. He was his uh, imprisonment for a term of fifteen years. Uh, initially, Victor Brack, Brack was a senior counsel in the SS, chief administrative officer uh, to the Führer. He was found guilty on counts two, three, and four. He was hanged on June second, nineteen forty-eight, at Landsberg Prison in Bavaria. God bless him. Glad they hung him. Carl Brandt, he was a personal physician to Hitler. He was active in the SS, et cetera, et cetera, found on counts da-da-da. Sentenced by hanging, they hung him, thank you, Jesus, on June 2nd, 1948. He's a criminal. He's a, he's a, a madman at Landsberg Prison, right? Brandt, uh, Rudolf Brandt, uh, personal administrative assist- assistant to Himmler. He was found guilty on counts 2 Three and four, he was sentenced to death by hanging. He hung the same day, June 2, 1948, at Landsberg Prison in Bavaria. Hermann Brecker Freising, he was a captain of medical services of the Air Force, chief of the Department of Aviation Medicine, da-da-da, found guilty on these counts. He got a term, got a 20-year term to start with. Some of these terms in prison were later reduced by a bit. Uh, I'm not going to go through. Carl Gebhardt was a personal physician to Himmler. And he was the president of the German Red Cross. Good for him. He was hung. They hung him on June 2nd, 1948. I would have loved to have been there to see all these dudes hang. I would have loved to have been there. I would love to be there to see a lot of people like Fauci and the rest of them hang. Carl Gensen. Genskin. He was imprisoned for a full term and a period of his natural life. He was eventually reduced to 20 years in prison. He was chief of medical department, of a part of the Waffen SS, found guilty on counts 2, 3, etc., etc. Medical inspector of the Army and chief of medical services of the armed forces, Siegfried Handloser. He did 20 years in prison. Waldemar Hoven. Death by hanging. You know what he did? He was the chief doctor of the Buchenwald concentration camp. He hung with the rest of them on June 2nd, 1948. Landsberg prison. Good for him. Hope he suffered right to the end. Listen, if you think I'm weird, you have no idea what they did to these children. Do you know right now? They are insisting in Marysville Joint Unified School District, in Yuba City Joint Unified School District, to muffle and mask every child in these government schools. Masks make kids sick and mentally ill. They cause staph infections. They cause all kinds of diseases. And they are forcing people that you maybe have been out to dinner with, like Gary Cena. Shame on him. Dr. Osumi, shame on her. She should be held. These people should be held liable before courts of law for damages done to children. This is child abuse. Let me just keep telling you about some of these. Her- Hertha Oberhoser was a physician at Ravensbrück concentration camp and assistant physician to Gebhardt at the hospital. Imprisoned for a term of 20 years. Helmut Poppendick, imprisoned for a term of 10 years. He was senior colonel in the SS. He's found guilty, et cetera, et cetera. Gerhard Rose, Brigadier General of Medical Services in the Air Force. He was imprisoned. Uh, he originally got life, and they reduced it eventually to 15 years. Oscar Schroeder, Lieutenant General in Medical Services, found guilty. And it ended, ended up doing 15 years. Wolf Fram sievers found guilty on counts two, three, and four. Hanged. God bless him. Hope he suffered right to the end. Dirty dog. June 2nd, 1948, Landsberg Prison in B- Bavaria. They acquitted some. Defendants Kurt Blom, Adolf Pokorny, Hans Wolfgang Robmerg, Paul Rostock, Sigrid Ruff, Conrad Schaefer, they were men that were medical people, but they didn't abuse people. Count four was membership in a criminal organization. Listen, if you're a doctor and you work or you're a nurse or you're a medical assistant and you work for the county, you work for the state, you work for the city, and you are abusing children, if you inject children with these poisons that you're putting in when you know that they are completely immune to COVID. Not one child has ever had COVID. It's a tire lie. They are they are They have a better chance of dying from chewing up a hot dog. They have a better chance of getting hit by lightning and you're going to stick a chemical that's going to destroy their body. They don't get a chance to decide. They aren't of intellectual power to decide that. You're going to they're going to confuse their mom or dad and you're going to inject them. You should be held accountable in a court of law as a member of a criminal organization. You are no longer a health official. You are no longer abiding by your oath to follow the rules of doing no harm. If you put that injection in somebody's body, you are harming them. I don't care what you think or what you excuse. We should punish you by the the most extreme measure we can get away with for doing what you're doing. It's much worse than turning somebody on to heroin, LSD, marijuana, crank, whatever. What you're doing to a person is damaging them for the rest of their precious life, and you're doing it at children down to four or five years of age, and you're injecting them, and you're wearing your nice little clean outfit, and your little stethoscope. You are a criminal, And you should be held accountable, and you should should resign from your position. If you have to give those shots, you should resign from your position and take a job as a greeter from Walmart. Do anything other than damn, you are killing people, and you are destroying people's lives. Every one of these people should be held as members of a criminal organization, and you're not going to get away with, well, I was just doing my job, and, well, I never really read the label. Listen, I've seen nurses On the Internet, show the uh, the packing slips and read all the chemicals and then show you how to go look for them and and where you can go and see that it's an aborted 14 week old boy fetus. And you can see that that's in there. You can go see that this other product in there. We got nurses that can read that and is trying to explain to the rest of the community. Look, look, look what's in these. You don't want to take these. You don't want to put them in your body. So if you if you're so stupid like Dr. Lou to actually she's actually criminally liable. She is not stupid. She's devious. There's a big difference. Stupid it's just you know she prides herself on graduating from all all these honors and everything listen these people are these people are devious the top people joseph Mengele, mengel m e n g e l e the cruelest nazi doctor of the holocaust according to these articles he he studied he had all kinds of wonderful degrees you know the doc, the, the universities That blessed him with those degrees. They were not honorary degrees. He earned them. Anthropology, medical science. They, when, after the war, they actually withdrew his degrees. Why? Because he became a criminal and used medical science to destroy people's lives. Unbelievable. I don't, I'm not, you can study him yourself about what, what uh, the type. He was a brilliant doctor, but he was corrupt Within a month of his arrival at Auschwitz, an outbreak of Noma erupted in the gypsy camp at Auschwitz. Mingle's solution was to send over 1,000 gypsies to the gas chambers. A similar event occurred in the women's camp a month later, and the doctor sent more than 600 ladies with typhus to the same fate. They just gassed them. In one of the most horrific exterminations, Mingle, Mingle, or Mingle and a group of other officers encircled a fire pit. We're not talking about a little garbage can full of fire. We're talking about a major hole in the ground full of fire. And they circled the fire pit before about 10 dump trucks filled with children arrived. Now, I want you to imagine a 10-yard dump truck that's hauling gravel through Marysville, Yuba City. Instead of gravel, they are packed with children. 10 dump trucks full of children. The The trucks backed up to the fire and Mingla and the other officers started throwing the children into the fiery pit. The children screamed as they were burned alive, while others managed to crawl out while they were smoldering. But the officers walked around the pit with sticks and poked them and pushed them back into the fire so they would completely incinerate. Mingla then moved to experimentation. Now, what's going on right now is experimenting When you have an inoculation that is not approved by the FDA, it has emergency status only. They have no idea. Do you know that Peter McCullough, one of the top doctors at Baylor University, believes that over 50,000 people have died from injections already? Just because you haven't read it in a normal newspaper or watched on CNN, you are not absolved From any kind of obligation to stand up for righteousness sake. You are guilty. All these people in churches, we made fun of them for decades in church in America about all oh, these, these, these German Christians. Oh, what kind of Christians were they? They could hear the trains going by and people screaming, and they just played the music louder. What do you think's going on with 99.9% of all churches shut down in America and allowed all this COVID nonsense to go on and allow the government to essentially take over their churches? Government told them, you can, you can go and go you can sit like every 10 or 15 feet apart but don't sing how many things were they going to say you can go but you can't take a piss you got you can't go to the bathroom you can't wipe how many things are they going to say you can't you can't you can't and you're just going to go along with you big sissies you people are embarrassment to the human race Mengele then moved to experimentation he worked in His work revolved around genetic engineering to eradicate inferior genes from the human population to create a German superior race. I'm telling you that people like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, a German, believes in a superior race and they want to eradicate people like black people. They want to eradicate Mexican people. They want to eradicate all kinds of people that they don't think are a strong DNA. And they're going to kill most of the population of the world. How are they going to do that? Push them in fire pits? No. They're going to inject them, people. They're going to inject them. He believed that twins held many of these mysteries, and about 1,500 pairs of twins were brought to Mingala. Through the selection process, the twins are provided more comfort than other prisoners and given extra food rations, etc. As soon as a pair of twins arrived at Auschwitz, they were tattooed and Mingla would ask some questions about their history. Anyway, every day twins were selected for experimentation. He would require <clears throat> that they give blood. And I, many twins had their L- listen, people I'm telling you, we're going to see this before it's over. Twins as young as five were killed from experiments. Children will die from these injections. Then their bodies, the twins, their bodies were dissected after they died from the experiments. For one pair of twins, he attempted to create cojoined twins by sewing their backs together and trying to connect blood vessels and organs. A few days after the extreme painful process, the twins developed gangrene and died. Many twins had their limbs and organs removed without the use of anesthetic. Other experiments included isolation endurance. That would what, what we called just what we get social isolation, staying in your home. Other experiments included isolation endurance. How many days can you stay in your home without freaking totally out? Reactions to various stimuli, spinal taps without an anesthesia, the removal of your sexual organs, and incestuous impreg- in, in, impregnations. In other words, forcing your relative to have sex with a little girl or they'll cut your throat out of the 1500 twins experiment on by Mangella, Only 200 survived the whore. Listen, what's being inflicted on our children, forcing them into these schools. You can't talk to people. you got to sit inside a little uh plexiglass box you got to do this you got to do that you got to you got to go on zoom you can't you got to wear a mask you can't you can't just talk to anybody you got to have your temperature checked that's child abuse people uh telling teachers they have to have an injections is abuse at the end of the war mingla became a fugitive and fled from auschwitz on what how come he fled how come you think he fled you think dr lou will flee you think Dr. Fauci will flee? Fled from Auschwitz on January 7, 1945. He spent 34 years running, 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 running. You know that he never was caught? The Jews searched and caught all kinds of Nazis. He never was found. He assumed a fake identity, worked as a farmhand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He ended up down in Brazil or South America somewhere and ended up dying, drowning accident. I, I hope he suffered. I hope he suffered in the drowning. I hope he just suffered, suffered, suffered in 1979. These people, these medical people, are the new breed. It's just more sophisticated Mingla and all these other corrupt German doctors who played around, experimented on people, and were willing to sacrifice people, right? Millions of people. There's people, there's, there's a Facebook site. I don't know whether I have time to go over it. There's a Facebook site later in my talk today. I don't know whether I'm going to get to it. With over 20-some thousand testimonies a Facebook site of people that are living, and some some their relatives are writing on it, that had adverse reactions to the vaccine, that are damaged from the vaccine. It's incredible, people. We got about fifty seconds here. We're going to be come to the en- en- end of our. Uh, I got a uh, an article today from uh, said the CDC's hysterical Delta flip flop might be its final undoing by Tyner, Tyler Durden D U R D E N. What is the Delta flip flop? It's another variant, right? You know, there's been variants every year of. Every common cold, it changes constantly. That's why there's no vaccines for it. So now, now they're making a big crisis out of every little thing that comes down the line. Why are they doing that? It's not serious. 90, the, the cure rate is almost 100% on COVID. Why would you be afraid of it? Because they fear creates control for the state of California, one of the two senators, United States senator. She served, uh, I don't know how many years, many, many years, uh, finally retired. And then uh, Kamala Harris uh, took her place. And uh, so she's been living in the Bay Area. And the other day she was robbed in Oakland, California. Oakland, California is now rated the second most deadly uh, city in the violent city in the United States of America for crime. And she the sad thing is I was excited. I was thrilled. I was happy. I rejoiced when she was assaulted uh, because uh, all this thing of uh, we want to get rid of the cops. It doesn't have any impact on the wealthy, the elite, the politicians in this country, because they have their own uh, security force that is paid for by the taxpayers. And so Barbara Boxer, I don't know whether she was just on her own, but unfortunately, she wasn't robbed very much. They just took her cell phone. I thought, oh, that's too bad. I wish they would have got her purse, her credit cards, her cash, uh, all her personal belongings, her, her, like, diamond rings. Like, hey, let's get it on, right? And they didn't rape her or anything. They just kind of roughed her up a little bit. And I thought, what a shame. You know, I've been hoping— I haven't prayed for it, but I've been hoping that people like Pelosi, Newsom, all these people would be assaulted, would be shot, uh, would be have their houses burned. Right. Because that's what everybody else. That's the same thing everybody else is facing. Like if I thought socialism was when we all shared equal loss. Right. We all suffered together like we're all in one family. I didn't think it was like, oh, All of us suffer, but you guys get to live on the high places and you don't ever suffer any bad consequences, right? You don't, you don't get the stray bullet on the drive by shooting, but we do. So I was thrilled, uh, when Oakland, uh, when, when she was harassed and she had some little comments to make, uh, so somebody says, uh, people say such stupid, I feel bad for Barbara Boxer. I'm thrilled. I'm totally thrilled. She'd been coddling criminals for years. I'm sick of all this coddling of criminals. Uh, So thank God, Barbara Boxer. I I hope Pelosi gets hers. I hope Feinstein gets hers. I hope Adam Schiff gets his. I hope uh, uh, hope, uh, Newsom gets his. All these people. Do you know the other day, uh, Newsom, you remember he did the French laundry gig, right? After he told everybody to stay home, they couldn't go out to eat. They couldn't – restaurants couldn't open. But the French Laundry, which is a a, a very I, – I understand a very nice restaurant over in the uh, Napa Valley area, Santa Rosa maybe. I don't know, Napa Valley. So it's um, it's very expensive, but I heard the, it's wonderful service, wonderful food. It's a nice place, everything. So uh, they had a big bunch of people go over there like uh, – was there 20 people? Nobody wore a mask. Everybody sat right shoulder to shoulder, like you normally would at a table. And a lot of the people were at the table were big medical lobbyists. You'd think, oh, medical people, if they were really concerned about their health, they would all wear a mask, right? But they, they, uh, they were all over there. Now, uh, you know, as this is the time of year for kids to go to camp and and uh, go away to camp and even day camps, weekend camps, week camps. We just did a, a week camp at Glad Tidings for the high school kids and. And or um, our few day camp, and then we've been doing uh, day camps every half day on Wednesdays at Church of Glad Tidings and uh, really do wonderful things for kids. So uh, Gavin Newsom sent a couple of his kids to camp, and um, <laughs> so people took photos of his kids, and they had no masks on. Isn't that interesting? And masks recently were just remandated, right? Are you following me? That that we just had a statewide uh, mandate of uh, masks. I'm trying to look for the uh, the mask thing here. I, I don't know. I got too many things listed. So anyway, I'll just tell it to you. So anyway, we just had this massive mandate on school masks, right? You can't go to school without a mask on insides. All kids have to be masks inside the classroom. So that also applies to camps. But this particular camp is a day camp. It didn't mention which one it was darn it i wish i let me oh nuisance and kibbs go to camp okay here i'm getting i'm getting close here uh okay i'm centered demand private okay that's okay so anyway uh okay health doctor i'm almost here i'm almost almost here i'm almost here next one up so uh Anyway, uh, Newsom sends his two kids to the camp. And I guess there's a basketball camp. And, and uh, anyway, none of the kids, none, not only the Newsom kids, nobody's wearing any masks. So this camp says, we're not wearing any masks, And so the Newsom people say, the spokespeople say, oh, well, we didn't know they weren't wearing masks. Right? It's like the governor said at the French Laundry. He said, oh, well, I when I got there, I had no idea that that's the way this operated over here. So I should have just walked away. It's kind of like your kid going going out, and, and they go out and get involved to a, at a party. They go out on Saturday night. You tell them, hey, be in at 11 or what, at 10 o'clock. And they come in, and they're loaded, right? Well, I didn't—you I you know, we got dropped off. I didn't know there was going to be drugs there. I didn't know there was going to be alcohol there. Why didn't you call us? Why didn't you call us, right? So Gavin Newsom says he uses the old high school I blew it theory, right? The dog ate my homework. I went to the French Laundry and I didn't really realize when we got there, I, you know, I should have followed the same rules that I have for the entire 40 million people of California I should have put on a mask. I should have stood up and been bold, Mom. Really, I I couldn't stand it, man. You know, everybody was peer pressure, and they, nobody else wanted to wear a mask that night, and so I didn't wear a mask. And we were eating anyway. You know, we couldn't get the food through to the mask, and so I just forgot about it. And, and and like I thought about sitting like six or seven feet apart, but everybody was got kind of jammed in, and I just couldn't. I I just kind of like, oh wow, I blew up, Mom. I just could have. I should have just come home. Yeah, you should have come home, Gavin. You should have come come home, Gavin. Right, So he just goes to French Laundry, and the peop- some people outed him. The media didn't out him. There were people there that took phone shots of the scene and outed him. So now the kids, the, his own kids are at a basketball camp. Do you know that a kid, I talked. I wrote an article about her, a female, I can't remember her name, high school girl up in Oregon. The coach insisted she wear a mask during full-blown basketball workout. She said, Coach, I'm having a tough time breathing. Can I just take the mask off? Please, pretty please. i I, I, I wear one every, you know, really. I'm, I'm, I'm still a virgin and everything. Can I have just the mask? You know, I'm a good girl. Da, da, da.
1: He said, no, no, damn it. You wear the mask. We will put the damn mask on.
4: Right? So she gets so exhausted. She goes down in the women's bathroom and drops dead. This girl in Oregon. One of the gals goes down to check on her and she's dead as can be. And they jump-start her on the floor of the bathroom and get her to the hospital. Thank God she's still living. So we got Gavin, Gavin uh, Newsom's kid over there, and they're having a basketball camp, right? Supposed to be under the new mandate of Gavin Newsom. But they don't have to follow the mandate, right? And so people show pictures of the Gavin Newsom kids, no mask. Oh, so you know what happened? Gavin goes up and takes his kid out of the camp, and you know what? This guy's such a pussy. The guy can't take responsibility. He screws other people's women. Can't take responsibility. Oh well, you know it was a it, it was an error in judgment. Oh, I misspoke. I misscrewed. I screwed the wrong woman. He takes his kid out of school and then out of this camp, and then says he didn't realize. But in the document, you have to sign to put your kid at the camp. You know, you have to sign all kinds of liability. We do it at our own church. You have to sign these liability things. You know that the kid's going to be jet skiing. He's going to be on a tube. He's going to be tubing on Tahoe or whatever. So you have to sign all these liabilities. Right in the sign-off, it's like we are not going to mandate masks here. If you want your kid to wear a mask, put a mask on him. Take some parental responsibility. If you were a mask family, mask up baby. But at this school, we're at this camp. We're not going to do this, right? Photos posted to Instagram reveal Gavin's Newsom's 10 year old son with other kids mask less indoors and not distancing at a basketball summer camp, even while spectating. This is a clear violation of their, his own mask mandates, so they go up instead of masking the kid up, they pick him up and take him home. What kind of pervert kid is this kid going to be with his dad raising him this way, jerking him around, lying at every turn, screwing other women, ripping people off, lying about, you know, buying a billion dollars worth of masks from China and they don't even work. Just a guy's a just a the guy is a rolling carnival joke. Kids, how could kids have any respect for this idiot? The question one, one person has, this is in clear violation of his own mask mandates. Why can his kid be maskless, but not our kids in school? The parent who sent the, the California Globe the photo said, I confirm with the owner of the camp that the policy was mask optional. The parent provided several photos from Jennifer Seibel Neesom's Instagram account showing the boy in, in the photo was the Newsom boy. We got to like have defect detectives up there catching the governor's son. Oh, my God, he's got he hasn't he's took his diaper off. Many quickly point out that Newsom was skirting state laws again, despite he himself touting mandatory school masks. Wear the damn mask. Put the little mask on, you little five-year-old. Put it on. Put it on right. Keep your hands off it. Quit taking it off. Quit take. The The camp mask pictures were immediately compared to the French laundry incident from late last year when Governor Newsom attended a dinner with many people at an elite Napa County restaurant but ate indoors without masks, without social distancing, breaking numerous mandates and rules, despite chastising other Californians for not following the same, the same rules. Others, others compared it to Newsom choosing to send his students to a hybrid, remote, in-class private school last year when most other kids in the state uh, and other schools in the state, especially public schools, were 100% shut down. Newsom's mask, I want you to think about this, people. You don't think this is Nazi criminal behavior. The current mask guidelines include children 2 to 11. There was a child at the uh, conference I was at in Anaheim two weeks ago. Uh, There was a poster of this child, forlorn-looking child, cheeks infected by staph infection. Caused by wearing a, a mandated mask, and her mother was in person at the event. And General Flynn stood up and held this poster up. This is criminal behavior against children. People, masks restrict their breathing. It caused them to be uh, frantic, panic, panicky. This is the Department of Public Health. This is a criminal department of public disease and death people. It has nothing to do with health. Dr. Lou locally has nothing to do with health. Our 10 supervisors who hire her, give her $300,000 a year. Most people can't find her anymore. She has, she's, She's propagated this fallacy, this fraud, this fantasy that people are after her. She has some kind of a mental syndrome that she's being pursued by people. There's no evidence of that. She tried to prop that up, the attorneys in Yuba County, that somehow with no evidence that anybody had threatened her, come after her, written her, called her, chased her graffitied her car, broke her windows out, nothing, but she's got private security, $300,000 a year. She gets a personal hotel room if if there's trouble in the two counties. What a complete joke. These 10 supervisors should be held criminally liable for what she has foisted on the people of Yuba and Sutter counties. Children children 2 through 11 required to wear a mask indoors all day every day through school i would not sub- i don't care whether you have a great teacher in school i would pull those kids out of school in a heartbeat however it says later uh, later the representatives for newsom's f- Newsom finally announced that they would be pulling their children from the camp because of the mask violations. Why'd the kids do wrong? Why would you pull the kids? If you want them to wear a mask, put a mask on them and let them enjoy the camp and let them be mocked by the other kids. How come you got to wear the mask, dude? Like that mask don't do jack. Kids know better than that. The masks are a big pain in the rear. The kids agree. Everybody agrees that masks are pain in the rear, unless there's some insecure weirdo that thinks he's a wannabe nurse or something. The Newsom's were concerned to see unvaccinated. Oh, my God. These unvaccinated children unmasked indoors at a camp their children began attending yesterday. And after seeing this, they removed their kids from the camp, according to Newsom Communication Director Aaron Mellon. Aaron Mellon, who are you? Are you a female? Are you a male? Are you a wannabe one or the other? Who is this Aaron Mellon? Liar. Complete fabricator and liar. Said the family reviewed the communication from the camp and realized that an email was missed. Oh, you mean the governor of the state with all these attorneys, with all these secretaries, with all these top-notch people watching everything, managing, 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 and you missed an email saying the camp would not enforce... Why does everybody blame everybody else? Blame the wife for the husband having an affair. (laughs) The kids will no longer be attending the camp. I hope the kids run away from home and say, screw the parents, they're liars, they're corrupt, can't you see that? Even all the people working for him should say, this guy is a total lunatic, corrupt guy. They can't even take responsibility for their own missed email. We want to blame it on the secretary. Oh, yeah, the governor's perfect. It's everybody else that's all screwed up. Oh, oh, my God, we're just totally shocked because we have unvaccinated. You mean some of these children are actually normal and they might have an illness? Unvaccinated children. And if they're unvaccinated, well, at least a mask will block every disease from leaving their body. Totally ridiculous. We're talking about people that are lying about everything everything there's nothing true about anything they're saying about masks, about social distancing about people needing to be vaccinated to be healthy this is all a fraud people it's all a big sham and everybody should just why don't we just say newsome check it out dude you're naked you're you're the emperor and you got no clothes on dude you're naked you're like a loser a total loser says the school produced a waiver form for kids. This is after the, the, the Newsom's throw everybody under the bus that doesn't have a Newsom name, right? So the school says, or the, the camp says, a waiver form for kids to participate in the camp sporting activity reads in bold letters underlined, mask will not be enforced. Please know that your child is more than welcome to wear a mask during camp. Despite Newsom removing his kids, political experts said that the incident only adds, you know, why is it that everything comes down to like whether or not some some persons lie? You know, it, lying is so prolific today that it's not even a problem anymore. People don't even care. Oh, he lied. Well, so what? right lied about the camp so what Lied about screwing his his uh chief of staff's wife so what Lied about screwing that guy so so what Lied about doing this Lied about going to the, you know his his motives of the french laundry went to the french laundry of all this mask mandates you're going out to eat and you don't have any thought about oh we're gonna do we're gonna do do they do masks there where are we gonna, how are we gonna sit we, we don't have any of those discussions. You're just so busy with the concerns of the state, you just walk in and just say, oh, we get to be normal. And everybody else who are like imbeciles and probably should just be eliminated because they're not the pure race should, should you know. We're different. We're different. That's socialism, people. All you guys that want to do socialism. L.A. doctor. She's Miss Homely. I thought, babe... You probably were good looking, but you—you have—you're such a sourpuss. Doctor Barbara Ferrer, F-E-R-R-E-R. She says, L A. Doctor warns county that warns that the county will close schools again for even one case of COVID. I thought, girl, somebody ought to just put you up against a wall and jack slap you. One case of COVID, you're gonna punish. Thousands of parents and kids, millions maybe. Maybe there's millions in LA County, right? The latest LA County Department of Public Health update. Total people off the wall. You talking about, oh, well, it doesn't compare to Nazi Germany. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? We'll be right back.
0: So take a look around.
6: I love, hey. And I have some of my brothers and sisters here, right? We we like to say, we're gonna fight like a Flynn. Do not mess with the Flynn's. Don't mess with us, don't mess. Do not mess with us, I love it, I love it. Hi, dear. Okay, I'm gonna get off the stage. This is, I'm just telling you folks, you, you, you can make a difference, all of you. Somebody sitting way back there, you may be the one person in this country that changes the direction of our country back, back towards a, a, this beautiful experiment in democracy. I'm gonna say this, Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with color. Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with color. I don't care. I don't care if somebody's purple with pink polka dots. Their character matters. It's character that matters. And everybody knows that. We, we, have, we have a Marxist ideology that has infiltrated into the psyche of this country. And it's not a lot of people, folks. Trust me, we've got a couple of hundred million people just like you. If we band together, if we use our voices, we get involved in our communities. And I want you to be fearless. Be fearless in your faith. Be fearless in your communities. And mobilize. Mobilize yourself first. Mobilize yourself first. Mobilize your families. Mobilize your communities. Mobilize in the counties that you're coming from. Do not. Do not just give freely, because you're gonna get hit up for all kinds of money. People are always coming at you for money. Don't give a dime to these organizations. You look at somebody in the eye, and you listen to what they say. You watch their actions. I am so sick and tired of these politicians that come in and beg with the tin cup out. They go to Washington, D.C., and they do the complete opposite. I'm done with them. I am done with them. I know. You know, remember the people in the back, right? The last will be first and the first will be last. So let's make sure I, I really do appreciate everybody back there. I want to add one more thing, one more point to all of you. And this is, this is really very, very serious for me because of what, what I experienced, what I experienced over the last four years. You experienced it with me. And I tell people, I tell people that prayer, prayer, and praying is the most powerful weapon system known to man. So I want to say to all of you, because a lot of people always come up to me and say, we've been praying for you and we've been praying for your family. Thank you so much for all your prayers, they worked. I'm standing here today because you prayed for me. Thank you, thank you so much. Prayer matters, prayer matters, prayer matters, it really does. I mean, it's a powerful, it's a powerful force. It's a powerful force because prayer will drive you, it will drive you to action. And I don't know all the Bible, I just know that I I know parts of it, I know enough of it. I know our Constitution, I know the creation of our country, and I know the sacrifices of hundreds of thousands of men and women over the history of our country. The sacrifices where they gave their last true measure of devotion to some cause, and that cause was freedom. There's no place, there's no place left on earth but this country right here they call the United States of America. And the the other part about that. There is one thing that comes before freedom. There's one thing that will come before freedom, and that's faith in God. That is faith in God, because they will try to take your freedom. They, will, they tried to take my freedom. They tried to take my freedom. They tried to bury me for reasons that I know, and for reasons that we're all living through right now. We are all living through the reasons why they came after me. So I'm standing here today, and, and only God knows why, okay? I mean only God knows why. But I'm here, I'm here. And I am not gonna give up on you. I, I need you to know that you have a voice. If you feel voiceless, there's plenty of us champions out there and warriors who are gonna continue to fight for this country. And we're gonna do it through local action. We are gonna get involved in our communities. We don't have a choice, we have to, we have to. So on behalf of my entire family, I just want to say, and all all you folks back out there, I know sometimes it's just hot. I'm hot right now. I'm, I'm hot under the collar. I'm hot for America. I am fired up. I am so fired up. I love it, exactly. I want to say to you, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless America. And fight like a Flynn. Ladies and gentlemen, it's here for General Michael
14: Flynn! Thank you, sir. Dear Joe Biden, you're a communist piece of shit. Even your most staunch supporters can see that now. Instead of sending military aid to the Cuban people who are fighting for their lives, you lift trade restrictions with Venezuela. Why? So that Venezuela can use those US dollars to go into Cuba and to help the dictatorship violently quell protests. Millions of innocent people will die because of your actions. The only silver lining in this situation is the fact that no logical argument can be made to support your administration moving forward. The veil of your bullshit has been lifted. I would say that I wish karma would repay you and your corrupt administration for your actions, but you're so demented, you probably wouldn't know was happening when it does. All this talk about democracy and voting rights, fucking ridiculous. You're an embarrassment as is your administration, as is your VP. The worst part of this situation isn't just the millions of innocent Cubans that will die because of what you did, but also you've put the United States in peril. How? Cuba is 90 miles from our shore. China is heavily invested in Cuba and has been for years. While Venezuela lacks the money and the power and probably the will to take advantage of a weakened Cuba, China doesn't. And Cuba owes China a lot of money. It's conceivable that China can and will take advantage of this and establish a stronghold in Cuba, 90 miles from our shores. If you're an American who thinks that the protests in Cuba will not affect you, you're wrong. If you're an American who believes that this corrupt administration is standing for democracy, you're wrong. If you're a leftist who thinks that American patriots will let this happen, you're wrong. God bless America, and God bless Cuba. Patria y vida. Que viva Cuba Libre. This land is your land.
2: This land is my land. From California to New York Island.
4: Redwood forest to the Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. All right, we're uh, doing our final uh, segment here, and uh, then we're going to call it a day. It's probably still it's like, what time is it anyway? It's like almost 10 o'clock probably almost 90 degrees outside. I want to finish uh covering a couple things here. This is a, another article. Uh this is an article by Katie Grimes of the Globe. By the way, there's a couple online newspapers uh, you can get the Epoch Times, EPOCH Times, and you could also get the California Globe. And uh it's a great uh, online newspaper california globe katie grimes is the editor and uh, writes a lot of articles but lots of people write articles she's got a great group of writers she's a great writer they have great relevant articles particularly for california that's why they call it california globe so she has an article cdc pulls pcr tests because they can't differentiate between COVID and the flu so i don't know whether you notice of course everybody said oh you're just a conspiracy theorist we didn't have any flu this year, right? Did you get sick? Maybe you did have the flu, but they didn't count it as the flu. You know, they counted, as, they counted everything as COVID, right? So now they're trying to say, well, we couldn't differentiate. Listen, the PCR test, the founder, the, 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 uh, the guy that designed the PCR test, that made it, invented it, Carry Mullis, I think his name was, he died a number of years ago but he said way way back this does not this is not usable for this they just pulled this test out and just fabricated it they just jammed stuff up people's noses and put it in a lab and they they spun it with these revolutions and they got it up to 45 revolutions and scientists honest scientists said you can make that test say anything at 45 revolutions what they said, so that's why they keep saying it was over 90% of the positive tests. Oh, people people are almost excited when they say, oh man, I tested positive for COVID, man, I got COVID. Well, the reason they felt good about it was they had no symptoms because their immune system already took care of COVID. They didn't even know they had COVID, but they're feeling all stoked and said oh man it's like a badge of courage i got covid man oh i got tested take this positive so i gotta stay home from work what a loser idea what a corrupt system send people home from work because they tested positive for covid and nine times point five out of ten they were completely false and so now after 16 months of jamming things up people's noses that has cancer causing material on the end of that, the swab, they say, well, we can't find, we now are fuzzy on our numbers from flu because so many people have said, how come you we have no flu this year. How come we have our heart diseases deaths are down. How come cancer deaths are down. How come all these diabetes deaths are down. How come these cardiopulmonary dah, 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 dah deaths are down. Why? Because all of them fraudulently were lumped over into COVID to scare the hell out of people. Because COVID was not a big threat. It's the common cold, baby. The Centers for Disease Control is finally, according to Katie Grimes, pulling the flawed PCR test because they can't differentiate between COVID and the flu. Really? After 16 months? You're just now going to tell us that after you have jacked us around, pressured us, kept people out of school for a year, destroyed kids' athletic careers that were going to be going probably into professional or going into college and getting scholarship, you ruined their life. But it appears California news outlets are too busy fear-mongering the Delta variant to notice or care. The Southern California News Group reported in the Orange County Register that masks are mandatory again in the Orange County Superior Court. When we had to go to court over my, my little thing, uh, what would they call it, uh, restraining order, everybody had to wear masks in the court. I said, Deborah Givens is a smart person. She's running the courts. She's just going along to get along. Why do you have to cave, girl? You're bright. Figure it out. So now back in Orange County Superior Court, they're back to mass after two people in the building tested positive for COVID-19. The two people tested positive. Are they sick? Nobody asks the question, are they sick? Are they hospitalized? Have they died? Nope. They just got a positive test and they feel like a million bucks. But because of this ruse, because of this fraud, because of this scam, because of this shyster, right? These are the Bernie Madoffs of medicine. They are the Charles Ponzi's of medicine, the Dr. Lou's of the world. So far, more than 260,000 people in the county have contact cracked the disease, the SCNG newspaper group reported. Imagine if the sentence said, more than 260,000 people in the county have contracted the flu. So now what they're saying to you is COVID didn't really exist. The flu did, but we couldn't tell the difference. Hello? The entire thing, people, I I, I don't know that many people are going to be able to even handle this when they find out the entire COVID thing has been a entire... Media sham, and it just scared people into doing everything. Ruined people's businesses. They lost their life savings. We had supervisors running around with big funky masks on and trying to force people to wear masks. Kept kids out of school. It was all a big 1984 ruse. The newspaper said, quote-unquote, the disease? What happened to the virus? When the Southern California News Group article doesn't say, what, what it doesn't say is the more than 260,000 people who contracted the, quote-unquote, disease, is the total number for the last 16 months. Orange County's population is 3,175,130. In April, Dr. Clayton Chow director of Orange County Healthcare agency. This guy is a total sham. That guy, this guy should be thrown out of the United States of America. He's the acting health officer. He proposed a pilot program for vaccine passports. What are we going to vaccinate against the flu? In other words, we got to show our papers if we're out on the streets or a digital passport. If we would have said this, Back in January of 2021, that in a year, the county government was going to try to push papers that you can't be, you can't go into a theater, you can't go into a government building, you can't go anywhere without showing me your papers, your digital passport. People would have said, oh, you're nuts, Lou, you're conspiracy theorists, you're full of baloney, you're full of crap. And now we got to present it and they're bringing it back up again. And now they're doing mass vaccinations. Do you know that many clinics are saying to all their doctors, can you imagine being a doctor? I have a lot of respect for doctors because they they paid their dues to get to where they, they got, right? A lot harder than a lawyer. And they actually save people's lives. A lot of them do. And they're actually telling – well, the sad thing is that many doctors are convinced that COVID is real. I just thought – Dude, when I'm a dropout and I got it figured out from the first day, I should have been a doctor. And that should have been that guy should have been a dropout. Who would want him for a doctor? Doctors are being told what I saw a picture of a couple nurses on the street holding up a sign said, I, I survived the last 16 months and I was a hero for you. And now you're firing me because I won't I won't get a vaccine. Think about that. At first, we were calling the nurses and the first responders heroes because they were going to weather this contagious, incredibly fatal disease. And now we're going to throw them out of their businesses because they won't get injected with a chemical agent that could ruin their immune system. According to the doctors I hear, I talk to, Judy Mikovits, Sherry Tinpenny, look them up. All the while, these politicians, kids, don't follow any of the rules. They don't follow any of the rules. It's just an entire scam, people. And all these folks are making... You know that Pfizer has made in the last quarter $33 billion with a B. It's the greatest number of uh, servings of a drug in the history of mankind, COVID, the COVID vaccine, supposedly. And do you know that the they're raising the price on the vaccine? I think they were charging the federal government. I'll just guess this. The original charge was like $17.50 per, what do they call it? Dose, a dose, $17 and something. They're raising the price to $24 to the federal government. They are making so much money. Some of the CEOs, listen, the pharmacy people, they don't care whether they kill lots of people. Can you imagine them creating a drug? Not, not every drug everybody's going to use, right? Cancer drugs are only used by cancer patients. Diabetes drugs are only used by diabetes patients. Heart uh, blood pressure drugs are only used by people with high blood pressure. But can you imagine a medication that every single person in the world is going to take numerous times. Like I thought we were going to get that vaccine once, but now it's twice. And now it's three times for some, you need a booster shot. And now they're talking about doing a booster shot every single year for the rest of your life. Do you know how much money that is for these pharmacies? Do you know they're in the business of making money? They don't give a rip about your health. Do you think they're going to respond to 50,000 people dying and people being paralyzed and people having brain aneurysms and heart freakouts uh, and inflammation of the heart? Do you think they're going to peel off billions of dollars and care for these people? No way. They're immune. They got immunity from the politicians that are screwing you over and taking your money, taxing you to death. They got immunity from them. They voted immunity for these people. They have no, you have no uh, way to get back. You can sue the federal government, but they will outlast your life on earth. My friends that got Agent Orange in Vietnam, you know what they said? Oh, it's just a conspiracy theory back in the 1970s. Oh, it's not true. No, we're not going to cover that. Take us to court. Eventually, you know, they admitted it. They took him to court. Most of the guys and gals died of being sprayed with Agent Orange or being around it before they ever got any settlement. They died. They waited them out. Do you think this government is honest? The United States government, honest? You think they're full of integrity? They are not. This is a corrupt government all the way through, rotten at the core. Rotten at the core perverts, pedophiles, trafficking children. I don't know which ambassador it was. Was it German to Germany or Belgium or whatever under Clinton when she was Secretary of State, molesting little children and girls? They never prosecuted him. They caught him doing funky things with children. You know why I was okay with Clinton? Because she does the same thing. The Podesta brothers. There's the whole thing. They're involved in satanic rituals, ritual sex abuse, death with children. This government, we are under judgment in this country. This government is rotten to the core. I'm not talking about political parties. I'm talking about people in government just taking all they can get. It's like going to a buffet and gorging yourself. And they get into power they were like cashing in. How do you think they walk away? They, they worked at a pharmacy all their life. They worked selling lawnmowers all their life. And they get in a position of power back there. And they walk away with $200 million, $50 million when they're getting paid $175,000 a year. These people are corrupt to the core. There is nothing righteous about them. They are self-serving. They will, they will steal your kids. By the way... The education system of this country believes at the core of their heart that they own your kids. They do not have respect for parents. They are not supportive of parents. They do not hope that parents do well. They do not want to equip parents to do better. Some of my teacher friends have. I'm talking about the upper echelon in education. Parents are a pain in the ass to the education system they don't like them they get in the way they want the state to own and manage the kids that's why this whole thing about mandates masks temperature checks and uh, turning in parents that aren't wearing masks at home check it out That aren't following the covid mandates at home kids turn in their parents where do you think the kids are going to go? They're going to go into other homes. They're going to move kids. That's why you saw that so, that teach the teaching, the schools now are, are not a separate department in California. They are under the, the Department of Social Services, Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services. It's not a good thing, people. It's not a good thing. Get your kids out of public school. And if, and if it seems awkward for a while, let it feel awkward. I'm telling you, you're going to teach your kids more in half the time than they would have ever learned in school. And you're going to skip all the nonsense, perversion, condoms, abortion. They might be a boy or a girl or exposing kids to molestation. You know, lots of teachers are molesters. I didn 't say every teacher was they're molesters. do you think they get caught rarely i've had I've had people call me Live Oak Public School system where the teacher groomed the female female teacher groomed this young female student and when she graduated from school, they moved in together people that's evil I've had people say that Former former students came back to the Marysville Charter School right here in Marysville, the Marysville Charter School of the Arts or whatever. And a gal was homosexual, lesbian girl, and, and hit on this, this, this woman's, these parents' child was still in that school. And a former student who was out of school came back to the student to hit on this girl and uh, hook her up as a lesbian. Listen, people, the public schools are filthy filthy immoral they're unpatriotic they hate america what's being taught in our public schools is to hate america and and that capitalism is bad the very thing that has lifted poor more poor people billions of poor people out of poverty worldwide capitalism has done it and socialism has impoverished people right now in the in the country of Vietnam. You do not hear it on the media. It's purposeful. People are starving in the cities. They are not allowing anybody to work. All the businesses are closed. And tribal people that are from the minorities of Vietnam are walking out of the city because transportation is all shut down. They are walking home. It would be like you're in Southern California and you walk back to Oregon. They are walking home to the villages because at least they can eat Things that grow on on trees and grow out of the ground. They're walking with all they own on their back. They're starving in Vietnam because of COVID communism. Listen, this is a totalitarian move. You may not get it. You may never get it. You may be one of the people that are just blind. You you you're blind. You you have eyes to see, but you are blind. The Bible is very clear. They had eyes to see, but they could not see. They had ears to hear. They could not hear. That is the case with many, many people. People in Vietnam, I'm in contact every single week through various platforms of Vietnam. The country is crashing because of these COVID, these extreme COVID rules. The only reason that America is not crashing in the same fashion is the fierce independence of the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. And and these guys know if they push it too hard in America too fast, they will have a full-blown firefight on their hands, and they will lose that firefight, even though they may have the military on their back. That's the reason the, the United States of America was never, the Japanese never thought about invading America because they knew everybody was armed, and they would just shoot the crap out of those Japs. That's just the way it was. Right now, if you go to try to get a concealed weapons permit and they ask, they're going to ask for your DD-214 paper to prove whether you're mentally ill or not, because they don't want military people having a concealed weapon. Why? Because they don't they don't want them to fight against them when they try to take, take control of the country. That's the way it is. We're closing. We've done our six segments for tonight. If you want to listen, if you hear this first thing in the morning, you can listen to live at... 10 to noon on KMYC 1410 a.m. in Marysville. Have a good week. Pay attention. It's dangerous out there.
0: We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show and remember people at